0: today cool or is it
1: or is it what maybe. if that's
0: your april Fool? yeah maybe. very meta that's very t- inception
1: that would be a bit shit though
0: i wish i could do the inception horn noise what
1: is the noise
0: you know i'm trying i want to be able to do it but i can't but anyone who's watched inception or specifically the inception trailer there's like this huh? That's like part of the like tense uh, music
1: I have seen the movie, but I don't remember a lot of it like, for I a while tell you what It was
0: almost like a meme where other films tried to ape it, and people would call uh, that out.
1: yeah, who's still doing April Fool's jokes?
0: That's a good question Moms moms and companies that desperately want to be cool,
2: yeah,
0: so that Huff Poe can report that Apple played this super cool April Fool's joke and they're so down and hit with the kids.
1: What is your problem with HuffPo? And why do you always call it HuffPo?
0: Because it's just a garbage outlet. Is it? Yeah.
1: I don't think it's garbage. Like, the Daily Mail is garbage. I don't think Huffington Post is on the same level as the Daily Mail.
0: I just... Those type of sites, there's no need for them. Like, there's nothing that HuffPo, or back when it was Gawker, or name whatever crappy quote-unquote journalism outlet, there's nothing that they do better than anyone else.
1: HuffPo's is not the same as Gawker.
0: They're in the same, they're on the same continuum. No. In the same section of the continuum.
1: I don't agree. I don't agree.
0: Well, that's because you get kickbacks from Big Gawker.
1: Yeah. Isn't Gorka, like, no longer a thing?
0: It's no longer with us. Because of Hulk Hogan? It's been buried in a shallow grave. (laughs) And I attended the funeral and I spat on its grave. (laughs) And I said, never again.
2: Never again.
0: People who defended Gorka as if it was this beacon of journalism when they got taken down by Hulk Hogan. That was Mm. so cringeworthy.
1: Wasn't it Jezebel? Or
0: are they the same thing? Jezebel, like, it's an umbrella. They had, like, a Uh, bunch of sites. But that whole argument was so dumb. People complaining that Peter Thiel had financed the case. Like, who cares who gave the money to the lawyers? Either Hulk Hogan had a case or he didn't. The jury either decided with him on the basis of the facts presented or they didn't.
1: Who's Peter Thiel?
0: He's this... um,
1: I feel like we're talking about something that... Some people, loads of people are going to be like, what are you talking about? No, this no. was
0: quite a big deal. Oh, okay. Peter Thiel is this, I don't know if, I want to say he's a billionaire, maybe he's not, but he's a rich <laughs> businessman who's a little controversial in that he's conservative and people question how he uses his money in a political context. And he had a beef against Gorka. I can't remember specifically why. I think possibly they outed him as a gay man. Uh. And that's, or something along those lines. I, I wasn't super acquainted with the facts of the situation at the time. And I've just kind of gradually picked it up since.
1: And he, like, backed Hulk Hogan? Yeah,
0: he, because it cost, like, millions and millions of dollars. Which you'd think Hulk Hogan would have, but I guess... Maybe not. It's easy to squander that money when you live in that Hulk Hogan lifestyle, yeah. you know? Yachts and jet skis. Yeah, Hulk
1: Hogan's got yachts. Gold-plated
0: mansions.
1: How, did you never watch the reality show? I don't think he was that stupid guy. I'm
0: horribly ashamed to say that I saw an episode or two.
1: <laughs> I did as well. I don't think he... I mean, they did live in, like, you know, L.A. Tiberia.
0: They lived in a big house.
1: And they had, like, a big mansion stuff.
0: But But you'd think he'd have a couple million to spare.
1: Yeah. Maybe it wasn't that he didn't have the money. Maybe it was more so this guy just stepped forward and said, let me back you because I hate Gorka. Yeah. Or whatever.
0: So, yeah, that whole kerfuffle was just so silly in so many ways. I was very glad when Gorka was sunk as a result of it because, like I said, outlets like that, where it really is just journalism, they take the news stories of the day that everyone else has reported on write it up in an even simpler way, like a second grade reading level way, put some clickbait headline on it, put some meme type title image on it, and then they just push out there and get more views than probably the people who originally reported on it just because they're putting it out there in a more easily digestible form. I don't see why they need to exist and I don't see why I should have to shed a tear when they go under for... Frankly, completely legitimate reasons. There's no public interest in publishing Hulk Hogan's sex tape. I mean that's just ridiculous on the face of it. I don't know what they were thinking trying to argue that in open court. They should have been laughed out. The judge should have Gafford.
1: Gafford.
0: What if Ford Gafford and he bought a (coughs) Ford automobile and he wrapped it round with a cord? Which he then sawed.
1: Now you've lost it because he took each of the two pieces. So it doesn't work. What did I say? Four as in the number.
0: This is one of those words that I can't, I have problems pronouncing properly.
1: (laughs) No, you say. Four? for lots of people say f when it's th it's not that you have trouble pronouncing so why are you
0: calling me out on it
1: i'm not calling you out on how you say it in a regular context i'm saying in this context you're trying to rhyme some shit and because thor is thor and not for it doesn't work
0: i don't think i can s- i can stress the difference that you are like you, I can understand when you say it, the difference between the words and how they're pronounced, but I don't think my tongue is that dexterous, Trying unfortunately. To. This is going to be humiliating <laughs> if I can't. It's
1: not humiliating. So I don't appreciate
0: it. For. Thor. Thor. And for. Thaw, Thor. Thor. Yeah. I have to really force my tongue to do it, though. Whereas usually I have kind of a lazy tongue and I just Yeah. Steamroll on I don't appreciate you denigrating cute. my idiolect.
1: Hey, no. There was no like negativity behind it. You
0: should it. love all of my flaws.
1: It's not a flaw and I do love
0: In it. fact, you should love my flaws more than my strengths.
1: I love everything about you.
0: So that means I have flaws?
1: No.
2: Wow. I don't believe in I this just whole trapped you.
1: I don't believe in this whole let's tell everyone that like everyone has flaws and nobody's perfect. It's like, no, bitch, if I want to say I'm perfect, I'm perfect. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's not a problem, baby. I wasn't like, you know.
0: Seems like you were poking fun for- at me.
1: No. Stop. You're making me seem like I am. It I seems wasn't. like
0: I was put on trial just like Johnny Gorka, <laughs> namesake of the company famous playboy billionaire in the Tony Stark mold.
1: Gorka, what a stupid name.
0: I ha- literally on a podcast the other day I heard someone defending TMZ. Uh, in these really? terms, the guy was like, "Well, you know, they re- they break a lot of stories. A lot of a lot of stories come out of TMZ." And I'm like, "What type of stories are those? That Katy Perry has a new dog?" That Justin Bieber has a new girlfriend. Yeah. That someone threw a used condom out in their trash.
1: Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's gross. I mean, I do look at trashy stuff sometimes, like, you know, trashy, like, celebrity type stuff, but I don't need it. I wouldn't ever want anyone to be upset or hurt by it. I'm not that type of celebrity obsessed. Um, so yeah, there is no need for TMZ. Like, I understand if like something needs to be exposed in terms of like the president or the prime minister or something, but I don't need to know about Madonna. I sound old when I say Madonna. She's not exactly <laughs> like, but you know what I mean?
0: You should have said One Direction.
1: Then not, no, that means you're old too, because One Direction aren't together anymore. And if you don't know that, then and you're not down. You're not down with the kids. I wish I could go
0: back. 40 seconds before I knew this new piece of information. <laughs> I want, in the filing cabinets of my brain, when you open the section labelled One Direction, I want it to be completely bare. Yeah, I don't want anything to be in there. You want
1: it to just be like, what's One Direction? Actually, no, don't tell me.
0: I have a seizure.
1: <laughs> Stop!
0: <laughs> You've short-circuited me.
1: Don't I have
0: that. no information to give you on that subject. I don't know. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop, boop.
1: Ah, is your head going to spin around now?
0: Like the Exorcist?
1: No, like BB 8.
0: Oh, I see.
1: Are you the light BB 8 or the dark BB
0: Oh, yeah. Good God. It was
1: like an evil BB 8.
0: Where's all the R2 D2 units? You know?
1: Yeah, well, R2 D2 is like old school. R2 D2 doesn't work in the new ones, does it?
0: I can't remember
1: did we only watch one of them just the other day?
0: Yeah. <laughs> R2-D2 doesn't feature prominently in it.
1: Yeah, and um, why doesn't R2-D2 work if C-3PO works? And why do they just call him 3PO? What happened to the C?
0: You're really a- asking the tough question. But they
1: said it several times, and I'm like, why are you calling him that?
0: Are you saying that we should dig up George Lucas from his grave?
1: No, because he didn't make the new ones, did And he?
0: demand... He give us these answers. He's also not dead, but yeah, he's I think not that dead. went over your head.
1: Yeah. Well Your yeah. cute little girl head. My cute little girl head. Talking
0: yeah. of cute little girl heads
1: yeah. and cute
0: pink hair. I'm
1: gonna get it cut. I I've done this several times in my life. I have this for my hair's long. Like if it's if I put my hair like down the back, it's like really far down my back. Um, It's quite, quite long. Um,
0: you could tuck it between your butt cheeks.
1: No, it's not that long. But it is long. And how many times can I say long? <laughs> and a few times in my life, I get to a point where it's, like, really long and I love having long hair, but then I'll cut it for some reason to, like, shoulder length or a bit shorter. And I always hate it. I always hate it and cannot wait for it to grow back, yet I still then have those thoughts of, like should I cut it but no it's got I've got like split ends and stuff and I'm gonna get it cut and I know this is like oh this is like mundane like whatever but I never get my hair cut I can probably count the amount of times in my life that my hair has been cut and yeah I don't get it done often and that's because I've had bad experiences have we ever talked about this?
0: I don't think we have
1: yeah oh my god Yeah, I've had bad experience. The few times that I did get it cut, like, early on in my life, I had bad experiences where they cut it wrong or I didn't end up liking it or the person wasn't very nice. Like, it was always something extreme.
0: Are you going to go into the story about why you only have one ear? (laughs) I should never have trusted that trainee hairdresser.
1: Oh, my God. Especially
0: when I saw they had an eye patch. They had no depth perception. You can't what. discriminate though
1: I do hate it when they nick your ear Or something
0: When has that ever happened Not like to you? nick
1: it but like they scrape it with the comb Or like, or yeah, like that's they graze true. it with the scissors or whatever And it's like come on guys um, Yeah I've just had bad experiences So I, that to do also with how much money it costs I just I'm not ev- hardly ever in a position to get it done And I'm the type of person that would like Want, want they find someone they like and so then I want to go back to that person because I get it so cut sewing frequently usually I call up and they're like oh that person doesn't work here anymore and that's usually always the case Um even when it comes to like more frequent things like my fringe like I've had my fringe cut numerous times at hairdressers because that type of thing you have to get done frequently but usually after a couple of times of going the person leaves and then i have to select someone new and it's it's kind of frustrating because i'm really fussy about like
0: or you can follow them to their new yeah destination we
1: did do that with you in london yeah we did yeah i remember when we were in london your hairdresser left to go to a new one and we followed her and we went there a few (laughs) times in our car
0: (laughs) down a dark alley and said where are you going give us the address
1: Do you remember when she said she could come to our house and do it? Did she say that? Yeah, I think it was so that she didn't have to, like, she could keep all the money.
0: I think she's, like, the reconnaissance agent for a burglary <laughs> ring. She comes to your house and kind of maps out all the security systems and the windows, and then she reports back to her gang of ragamuffin thieves.
1: Yeah, what were they going to steal, Rudy?
0: It's just a group of...
1: No, I don't want them to steal Rudy.
0: ...young vagrants... In the Oliver Twist mold, I'd rather pick a pocket or two.
1: Ah, but with scissors, I'd rather pick. a pocket or
0: two. You know scissors. that is a real thing. Thieves use razor blades to cut open pockets and purses and stuff like that. Like as they
1: Can pass. Can you imagine if you
0: looked down and you saw someone with a razor blade right by your crotch? Oh my god! Trying to like slice open your jean pocket. <laughs> That's a thing. I don't know about that. Well, I'm telling you that it's No, true. I mean, I
1: don't know about, like, <laughs> oh, my God, that in real life. What like...
0: a mild reaction. <laughs> You'd look down and be like, hey, chap, I don't know about all this business. <laughs> this razor blade's rather close to my vagina. <laughs>
1: That's horrible.
0: Well, what did you think you the implication my was? my tracks.
1: Okay, so... Yeah, she was going to come to our house but we didn't want to. Do it. Anyway, so we went to a new place and then do you remember we were just as we It's not to... that
0: we didn't want her to.
1: No, it's just the,
0: the first place we lived in London, the first apartment, it was a big apart- I love that apartment building.
2: Yeah. which
0: had such a unique shape to it.
2: Yeah. it
0: came to a point at the corner and it almost kind of looked a bit like a lighthouse. Yeah, it did. Like it was cylindrical. I yeah. wanna say that's a word.
1: That it sounds like a word. But
0: I may have just pulled it straight out of air.
1: I loved it. It was so
0: And we looked up the history of it and it was a cloister yeah. for monks or nuns or something like that back yeah. in the day. And you could kind really of nice tell, tell it was old. Yeah, it yeah. was, well, you could tell it was. So that apartment building also had like some businesses on the ground level. And one of them was this really nice hairdresser's, yeah. like upscale fancy. In fact, do you remember the room where they would take oh you my in God, yeah. to get your hair washed?
1: So it was really kind of like fancy London, like shabby chic type decor above or like on the main level. But then when you went downstairs, it was the same still, but they, they had like a little room where you, with like several sinks and that's where they would wash your hair and that room was like a sex dungeon <laughs> it was almost pitch black I, I guess the idea was that it was supposed to be relaxing while they wash your hair with like neon like not really bright neon but like low light kind of neony type colours and like yeah it was like a sex dungeon the engine. walls
0: were like a dark tile
1: yeah it wasn't like a regular wall where it was just like a flat it wall it was a very it was like strange was room on the wall it was very weird I think maybe it was like a sex dungeon when they just kept You think
0: so back when the nunnery was there (laughs) to blow (laughs) off some steam, the sisters would go down there and engage in some sapphic pleasure.
1: (laughs) Of course.
0: Of course. What
1: else are they gonna do six days out of the week?
0: I had a nunnery right by my primary school.
1: You went to a Catholic school. Yeah,
0: and some of the nuns taught classes in my school. I remember I had a nun for a teacher. I
1: really thought this was going to go the sex way. You were, like, talking about sex nuns. How
0: dare you try and defile the memories of my childhood?
1: And then you were like, we had a nun. Like, I really thought you were going to a different direction. Well, nature. I snuck
0: into the nunnery <laughs> as an 11-year-old, and I had some sexual escapades
1: <laughs> no.
0: with the chaste nuns.
1: <laughs> I
0: chased them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what we were originally talking about.
1: Oh, so... So yeah, she moved. Wait, oh, from... wait, wait,
0: one second, because I remember. I just want to say this. So yeah, the hairdressers was really nice. It was, yeah. It was a nice experience
1: because it was so nice, and it was on the corner of our building. It was so convenient that made me want to get my hair cut. Just yeah. passing it every day, and that's when I got my haircut for the first time in like a lot of years.
0: And that's why when she said, "I oh, I can come to your house and we can do home haircuts." It was, I understood what she was doing. It's obviously better for her if she doesn't have to pay the management a percentage. But at the same time, part of the reason why I'm coming here to get my haircut is because I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy the actual place itself.
1: Yeah. I also gathered, I think she, because she moved around a lot, I think some hairdressers, they either like work for the salon or they. They hire out the chair.
2: Yeah.
1: So they basically pay a fee for the chair and then they um, keep all the rest of the money to themselves. And I think she was a hire-the-chair type of hairdresser. So she moved from there to, like, another hairdresser's on, like, Brick Lane or whatever.
0: Which was, fortunately, still within walking distance yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could have moved, like, completely across London.
1: Yeah. So we went there a few times for you to get your hair cut and she... I remember because she moved, instead of me going back to the, the original one, I just she just cut my hair, yeah. remember? My fringe, I mean.
0: Because we had built up some degree of rapport with yeah. her. We were on friendly terms. Yeah. And like I'm like you, where when I find someone that I can yeah. be friendly with and I do get to know a little bit, it just makes it so much less awkward than yeah. going with a new person every time and having to go through the introductory chit-chat.
1: And the people who had cut my hair the first time and then who went on to cut my fringe had left. Like I was just saying, they always leave. I always somehow get someone who's <laughs> just got one foot out the door.
0: Have you got haircutter abandonment issues? I
1: have. I have. I seriously have this with everything. My therapists always leave as well, but that's still for that's another a- day
0: ominous yeah. sign <laughs> well. my therapist can never last longer than six months <laughs> in fact one of them drove their car off a cliff
1: what is wrong with you i
0: always take it to a dark you place you take it to
1: a new place that's what i have saying.
0: a darkness in my soul <laughs> and the only outlet for it is our podcast
1: yeah so then she yeah so she moved to a different one and then just before we were gonna like um move from london she was like, I'm actually leaving again. I'm gonna be at this new place around the corner. They haven't got a website yet, but just text me on my number and I'll tell like tell you. But then we moved. So we would have followed her to the third place.
0: <laughs> she couldn't get rid of us. I know.
1: But um She
0: just wanted to be this carefree, itinerant Hairdresser, going from place to place, roaming across London.
1: She was kind of like... Remember, she was always going away Every to like different
2: countries. Every time we talked
0: to her, she would tell us about a yeah. new vacation.
2: Yeah.
0: She was the type of person... That I feel quite sure either has been to or will go to Burning Man yes, at yes. some point.
1: Yes, definitely. Because remember, she was telling us about how she was like, going to any festivals this summer, and we were just like, what? That's <laughs> so. She's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to nine festivals or whatever, uh, which is fine. We're not like mocking her. We're just saying, like, we just don't have a...
0: anything to input Yeah, in that regard. I
1: think eventually she got us. She knew that we weren't that chatty. She knew we were like nerds who like to stay at home. And not at all like her, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to get my hair cut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> back on track.
1: I got. I also then got my hair cut when we moved back here, do you remember? And again, I called up to get an appointment with her. She has left. So like I said, it happens every time. So now I need to go to someone new and obviously... Yeah, so I'm just going to go to someone new, and if she's nice, she's nice. If she's not, then it's going to suck. I was thinking about this the other day as well. I have so many, like, specific things that I like. Like, I don't really like to chat. If they, they, like, start to chat, like, as they begin your hair, I will chat with them. I'm not, like, going to shut them down. But I really don't like to, and I try not to
0: encourage them
1: yeah like i try not to continue the conversation i try to just respond and then stop speaking so that they get the idea that i'm not very chatty and i think a good hairdresser a part of their job is reading whether you are a chatty person or not so i was saying to you like i have confidence like in a lot of things but i don't know if i have the confidence to go in there and be like i don't really prefer to chat i like to just relax so if we could you know you, know what you I mean? just it's like,
0: such a haughty hand gesture. Like, if we could dispense with all that bullshit and you could just do your fucking job, that
2: would be great.
1: Because I feel like I have a lot of specific things going in. Like, I'm going to be saying, like, don't use straighteners. Don't use product. Don't do this. Don't do that. And also, here are pictures. This is exactly how I want it. Don't do it choppy. Make it blunt. Like, there are lots of specific things. I sound like the customer from hell, but...
0: You're really not. You're just directing them yeah. towards what you actually want.
1: And I get so anxious. I don't. I don't want to be like. I'm anxious already about being in a salon with like crazy bright lights where everyone wants to like stare at you or whatever. Mixed with the fact that I'm worried about whether she's going to cut my hair right or not, and then on top of that, I have to worry about making small talk. Like it's a lot. So I wish I could just go in there. Well, I am going to go in there and just be like. So I would prefer if you didn't do this and didn't do that And here are the pictures and this is what my hair Was like before and this is what I want it As I don't think I'm going to say The thing about you know I'd not chat it but I usually do say I'm quite I get quite anxious about having My hair done and then I think they can Read me from there um, I feel
0: the same way as you I I don't want to seem rude or cold Or standoffish yeah. in any way But I don't really like to chit chat while I'm having my hair cut for a couple of different reasons. Firstly, ever since I was a kid, I think I have this subconscious fear that if I get into a conversation with the person cutting my hair, I'm going to distract them so much that they end up cutting my ear or stabbing me in the head or Cutting the wrong part of my hair or whatever, just making some dire mistake that will somehow be my fault. Yeah. Secondly, like you, I'm very anxious when I'm getting my hair cut. A, because, like you said, there's usually so many people around looking at you right next to you. B, because, to be completely frank, I don't enjoy sitting in front of a lighted mirror for half an hour straight and being forced to stare at myself. And C, Also, like you, I am a little bit anxious about whether they're they're going to cut my hair the way I want it to be cut. Yeah. And so, ideally, I would like to keep my eyes closed throughout a haircut, like to wear an eye mask or something, just so that I can kind of relax and I don't have to... I don't like to look at my hair as it's being cut, because I will start to overanalyze and start to catastrophize and be like oh my god they just cut this part of my fringe but they haven't cut that part yet yeah are they gonna fuck it up whereas usually when it gets to the end and it's all come together as like a cohesive haircut it looks great but when you're looking at it during when it's a work in progress you can start to feel like oh they're, they're veering in the mm-hmm. wrong way like should i say something should i not say something i don't want to insult them but if i don't say something now it's gonna be too late like and that when that anxiety starts to swell up inside you, that can make things yeah. not good.
1: I'm like you in that. Like, I watch what they're doing and I think to myself, why haven't they done that yet? Or are they going to do that? Did they forget to do that? Like, did they forget that I said blah, blah, blah? And so I'm sitting there for the, as the seconds are ticking by and it feels like minutes. And I'm like... I should say something. Should I say something? I'm going to say something. Now's the time to say something. Oh wait, well, they just looked away. I shouldn't say anything. The music's really loud, so I'm going to have to like shout. Someone the next person next person just put the hairdryer on and it's even louder now. And then eventually you do and I feel like usually you get the response of like yeah, I haven't got to that part yet or whatever, which then just makes me feel silly yeah. for like not but the amount of times a person has done cuz I don't necessarily know now, like, but I feel like as I was growing up, I always had this idea of, like, hairdressers always seemed to, like, they listened to what you said you wanted. And and they always seemed like they knew better. Like, it would look better like this. I think we should do it like this because it'll look better. And I'm like, I don't care what you think looks better. I want you to do what I've told you to do. Like, because, yes, they have expertise in like how to cut hair and like how to style hair but it's about preference i don't care what she thinks is gonna be better i want my hair like this and so i get really worried that like they're just gonna go ahead and do what they think they thought i meant yeah that's why i show pictures i used to get embarrassed about taking photos of like actresses or singers or anyone's hair that you'd seen online that like you wanted like or was similar to the type of style that you wanted but I don't care now because it's better than like trying to describe what you think you want because like I said that's when you fall into that category of oh I think she means this when actually she means that or whatever but if I show a picture then you know
0: yeah I I have also got no shame about just pulling out an iPad yeah. and swiping through a bunch of pictures and saying, this exact haircut is what I would yeah. like, please.
1: And because we've had our hair the way we have our hair now, like a while, yeah. we can just show pictures of ourselves.
0: Yeah, that makes it a before. lot easier.
1: Because at least then it's more realistic. Because some hairdressers also have that idea of like, well, it's never going to look like the picture because that's not you. And it's like, I know that.
0: I don't want you to transform my face into Tom Cruise. <laughs> I just want you to cut my hair like him. We both have hair. It's not like he has a special type of hair I can't replicate. Not showing you a picture of Denzel Washington (laughs) and saying I'd like this, please.
1: I am touching on what you said earlier about like, like looking in the mirror and like being comfortable. I actually like having my hair like go into the hairdressers in terms of I love having my hair washed. Like it's so it just feels so luxurious and just like yeah <laughs> just massage my head all day long. And like I was saying to you another list of things I I was seeing online you know like when they have like in like the asks of Reddit of like read it where it's like they ask questions, and I remember seeing one recently where it was like hairdressers. What are things that like you shouldn't shouldn't do? And it just spiraled from there. Right, and um, some, it spiraled
0: out of control. You know what I mean? People there start- was hate speech against hairdressers. <laughs> we don't take kindly to your sort around here. Yeah,
1: and so I was I was reading it because I knew I was you know I was trying to think about getting my hair cut re- soon. My words aren't coming out the way <laughs> I want them to come out. As I read it. And someone touched upon the massage things and they were like, it's my favourite part. Because, of course, people sure. who like that type of thing, it's usually their favourite part of it. And some of the headers were saying, you know, if you say that you it's your favourite part, I mean, Americans were also like, and you tip afterwards, they will give you like a longer massage or whatever. And so I thought about saying like, can I have like a longer, but I feel like it sounds creepy. There's
0: no good way to yeah. say it.
1: And so I don't know how to, you know... I also thought about calling up and being like... Because I feel like it's easier to do on the phone. Like, I get very anxious and I feel like it's something that really relaxes me, ready for the haircut, which I think sounds good. And it is true. But I don't know how, like... And then what are they going to do? Like, I feel like I'd have to remind them when I get there because they don't, you know... It's
0: best to just say it as they take you over to the sinks.
1: Yeah, but I'm not going to, let's be real. But, like... I think if you...
0: feel comfortable enough you might be able to just say oh by the way i i really like the head massage if if it's possible you could put an emphasis on that while you wash my hair that would be great thanks
1: yeah i feel like now that sounds weird but i feel like they're not going to understand me when i say can you put an emphasis on that yeah
0: you have to yeah we'll go through the wording we'll do a table read we'll go through a couple (laughs) drafts We'll send it out for some criticism, and then we'll we'll have a, a finished product. We'll
1: hire some actors to be the <laughs> to be the hairdressers. We'll role
0: play it with yeah. uh, you know Ethan Hawke will be the hairdresser. I don't know why he just came to I mind. I don't
1: know. That's a very odd one to choose. You know why
0: it was actually? Why? Because I said Denzel Washington. Yeah, earlier, it's Training Day, and it made me think yeah. of Training Day, which Good is try. weird because they actually are both hairdressers in that film. Yeah. They just moonlight as gangsters and cops.
1: Don't you remember that scene where he's, like, he's down at the Denzel's barbershop? hair and he's, like, trying to razor-like patterns into it?
0: <laughs> he's doing the zigzags. <laughs> he's doing the dollar, the dollar sign Let, in the back of his head.
1: Look, Denzel won't be caught dead with the dollar sign. That's right? true. That's but he'd unreal. have some
0: tasteful... What are they called? I don't know. When it's just the... the Let's
1: not pretend we know. We don't yeah. know. Anyway... You've also got to time it right, because the person you speak to first, well, first you see the receptionist, and then they take you to the person who's going to cut your hair, and then they take you to a separate person who's going to wash your hair. So you've got to be, you know, you don't want to say it to the receptionist because she's not going to communicate with the hair washer. Or if she
0: does, it's like Chinese whispers, and by the time it gets to the third person, they don't even know what the point is.
1: The last time I had anything done with my hair... I had Olaplex, which I don't know if I spoke about on the podcast. It's just basically a hair treatment that it's the only thing in the world. It's patented technology. You're not a
0: spokesman for this brand, are you? That can actually
1: penetrate the hair. It goes inside and it helps to rebuild the bonds. Anything that says it can do that that isn't Olaplex is a lie. (laughs) Because it's patented technology. <laughs> anyway. And you can
0: have it for six easy payments <laughs> of twenty nine ninety five.
1: Anyway, so I got, I got that. And I didn't get my hair cut or anything at the same time. And I didn't get it dyed, which a lot of people do get it dyed at the same time. Because it helps strengthen the hair. But I just went in for an Olaplex treatment. And so she had to wash my hair. Because it's supposed to be wet when they apply it. And as she was washing it, I did say, I was like, oh, this is like the best part of like coming come in here kind of
0: thing wow that was an interesting place to stop in that sentence yeah <laughs> given how orgasmic those head massages yeah can and be. i was
1: like honestly i think i said something like honestly if you could just come in like to get your hair, w- Well, you can, you can go in to just get your hair washed. There's also
0: massage parlors. Yeah,
1: I know. But so maybe if when she's washing my hair, I just say something like that, like, "Oh, this is my favorite part." Feel free to. That's just, not a bad idea. Feel free to just do it for a bit longer. If just you want. kind
0: of say it like Yeah,
1: and then giggle, and then if she do, if she's into it, she will. <laughs> It's is it weird end- that
0: we're coming up with ways to yeah. manipulate the, the head washer? I know.
1: I'm sure if we were like, I'll pay £5 extra, it would be... I'll keep...
0: slip you a five, and yeah. love. But... Um, the thing is as well, that person who washes your hair is usually like an apprentice or trainee. Yeah, like
1: that. Or, or that's just their job. All they do is like wash hair and like sweep floors and... I don't mean th- all they do as it's like, it's not... Those, it doesn't mean anything. It, I, I don't, don't think mean... that's
0: all their job. I think they are... At the bottom rung. They're training to be a hairdresser no, and to get experience. No, not always.
1: They, the, peop, hair salons need those. So if they were all going to graduate to something else.
0: But then they can just bring in a new crop of Yeah, trainees. but I think
1: there are also people that just do okay. that. Just like there are receptionists and they're not going to move up Probably, to yeah. They're just going to be receptionists, which is fine.
0: I'm not going to pretend I have intimate knowledge of the hierarchy yeah. in I'm hairdressers. Sh- yeah,
1: I'm sure some do start like that. And then they learn as they kind of, like, learn on the job. They cut their
0: teeth at the hair washing sinks.
1: Yeah. I worked at hairdressers when I was, like, 13. Right. We told them I was 15. Did we talk about this in the last podcast? I don't think so. No. I feel like I'm saying that about everything, but But, I'm just conscious of not repeating myself. So, basically, it was one of those, because it was like, what was it? It was the 90s. So, it was very relaxed back then, I guess. Um,
0: (laughs) there was no child labor laws i could have gone down the coal mines if i wanted to
1: i think legally you can have a job at 15 or you could then and so they had like a saturday job going and i just said i was 15 even though i was only 13 and they didn't like because it was a saturday job cash in hand they don't need any kind of paperwork (laughs) so they just said all right come and And i was
0: also an undocumented immigrant (laughs) so it worked out perfectly
1: and um and it was basically it was one of those really small salons where the clientele is mostly old ladies who get like the perms and the pink rinses. And so m- my job mainly was like sweeping floors and then like passing the curlers to the sal- sure. to the hairdresser so she could put in the curlers and then like putting the curlers away and and I would get like teas and coffees and stuff. Um I think I may have did I ever wash anyone's hair? I can't remember. But um,
0: I feel like you'd remember. Yeah,
1: I feel like I would remember that part. I don't. Maybe I didn't. So maybe the hairdressing, um, the hair washer job was like someone else had that sole job. How before. weird
0: would it be if you went to the hairdressers and a thirteen-year-old came out to wash your <laughs> hair? I'd think that I was on some kind of prank YouTube show.
1: <laughs> That's true. I never thought about it like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because some thirteen-year-olds look like ten. They
1: look eight. Yeah. I was definitely a thirteen-year-old who looked sixteen or seventeen.
2: Jesus, which is
1: weird because now I'm thirty-three and look twenty-five. Sure. So I was being ge- like I wasn't being so generous then. Really, I think I look younger than that. But I was saying twenty-five <laughs> so that you wouldn't be like. Pff.
0: That was you trying to be humble. I
1: think strangers still often think I'm like twenty. I got asked if I was eighteen like three months ago. Oh so, yeah. I do look very young, especially when I don't have, like, any makeup on at all, although I did have makeup on. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> I was certainly boasting, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um,
0: if you've got it, flaunt it.
1: But, I was a, but when I was a teenager, I did look older than I was, because I was, like, developed. I developed early.
0: I'd just like to point out you're gently resting <laughs> your hand on your boobs as you say this, as if the listeners can see this subtle signal you're giving. <laughs>
1: That's funny. So,
0: you were like a 4K cup back then, right? Okay. You had to go to see a doctor, a specialist doctor. What the fuck? You had elephantitis of the breasts. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a very.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sick again. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So. I know this has been like a laboured story about this, getting my hair cut. The listeners
0: enjoy the meandering route yeah. we take through our conversation. I
1: also feel like I need to talk this out with someone. You know, of you um umming and ahhing in your head about something and you're not sure. So basically, I know I spent the first half of the conversation saying how anxious I get. But then I spent the second half of the conversation telling you how actually... Because I, get my, I don't get my hair cut very often, I do get excited about, like, getting my hair washed. Like, feeling, you know, someone messing with my hair it gives me the tingles, the ASMR tingles, you know?
0: Sure.
1: And obviously... Okay, so when they finish cutting your hair and they come to blow-drying, blow-drying long hair takes a while. Like, 15 minutes or whatever. And so that would give me an extra 15 minutes of like, oh, you're touching <laughs> my hair and it feels all nice. <laughs> However, when they blow dry your hair, it b- makes it really straight. And my hair isn't naturally like straight, straight. It's like wavy straight. And also it flattens it. And I'm not keen on the flat look, like I like volume. I know you can get a voluminous, a voluminous. <laughs> blow dry maybe I'll ask for that because I still want the blow dry because it gives me longer in the chair I'm worried about the heat damage because I don't really use he- I really don't have a question here I just wanted to talk it out I, understand. I think I'm, I think I know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna ask for like a voluminous blow dry <laughs> rather than a <laughs> straight in.
0: I love the liberties you're taking with that word. Every yeah. time you say it it takes a different it permutation. Does,
1: yeah, it sounds different every time.
0: Could you maybe ask them to do the blow dry on a lower
1: heat? Yeah, you probably can. I'll say this. I'll say I'll say because my hair is damaged and I don't really ever use heat. I don't really want that kind of like because it's like they get your hair and they put the hair dryer right next to the hair and they're like with the hair. Dryer.
0: You know what I hate as well? because i get my hair cut fairly short when they blow dry my hair they put the tip of the hairdryer right by your scalp yeah and sometimes i'm like how long are you going to leave it there yeah. you're burning my
2: scalp
1: yeah it's horrible i've only ever had my hair dyed once at a right. salon and it was for my brother's first wedding and i don't know why i had it do- it was a case of like my mom was wanted me to get my hair done nice for the wedding and so she was like get whatever you want and so i had it dyed professionally even though i'd been dyeing my hair unprofessionally <laughs> forever and <laughs> i picked such a sh- like i went it was like a brown red like it was like a chestnut so okay. like a reddish brown so it was like the most boring color considering i was paying and two things even though it's supposed to be permanent it faded in like two weeks sure three things actually second you really couldn't tell I'd had a dye on so it was really pointless and three they put you under one of those dryer things and I had to sit under there for like half an hour and that was similar to the hair dryer thing when they put it next to your scalp because I was like this really burns why is no one else freaking out like <laughs> this really fucking burns and I don't know how long I can sit under here and it was summer
0: your scalp skin is slowly pouring down your face like molten wax yep And they're just like, don't worry, love, that's fine. That always happens your first time. They come
1: and get me and I'm just like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That facial expression is not going to transfer too well to audio. I
1: did like a melty face with like my hand out as if I was like trying to. I think it was somewhere anyway.
0: That's how they get new wax models for Madame Tussauds.
1: Yeah. Madame Tussauds. With swords. She was
0: so named because she held two swords. I knew you're gonna once. do it.
1: That's a dad joke. That's a fucking dad sure. joke right there.
0: I'm an aspiring dad joke writer.
1: No. Get cancelled, as the kids would
0: say. <laughs> After two seasons. Um as the kids would sweet,
1: say. Well, you
0: know. I'm always walking down the street and kids are like, hey man, <laughs> those jeans are whack. They're gonna get cancelled. <laughs>
1: Why did you go, like... I don't know what was doing. You were, like, a doing. little bit American. No, that's what they say, isn't it? Like, if someone is, quote-unquote, problematic, they're like, oh, she's cancelled or whatever.
0: I've never heard this before. I'm
1: clearly not down with the kids, but I'm trying to be. It's fine man. You
0: also expose yourself to different communities. Yeah, I you. do. Not expose yourself in, like, trench coat in the park <laughs> type of way. <laughs> but, I mean, you immerse yourself in different online cultures and subcultures and sub sub subcultures <laughs>
1: was really funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love when you laugh so hard you have to put your hand by your mouth why? as if you're afraid that your soul is going to leap out of your yeah, throat yeah I
1: don't know like
0: that's something that I've noticed you I do I don't
1: cover my mouth but eventually if I'm laughing for long enough I do put my hand to my mouth I don't know why yeah, so that's the tale of me getting my hair
0: cut. I'm, I feel like when I come with you to the hairdressers, when you get led over to the...
1: We're going to have a little <laughs> a little eye-to-eye.
0: The head washing stations. I'm going to be watching to see if you do brave. Yeah. Because the, the head massage is weird <laughs> in that I've had my hair washed sometimes where they haven't done any yeah. head massage. And I've had my hair washed sometimes when they have seriously done like... A six or seven minute head massage. Yeah, me too. And I haven't said anything differently to make those two different things happen.
1: I think it depends on several things. It will just depend on who you get. I'm sure there are some people who never do the head massage. And I'm sure there are some people that always do it. But I think it depends on, like, what time of day it is and... If they're really busy. I'm worried because we picked a time. We basically picked the last appointment of the day. Which,
0: which was strategic because that means that the hairdressers will be as empty, empty as, possible. as possible.
1: And I worry that that means because it's the end of the day, they will have like that end of the day. Let's just get it done. Lethargic. Yeah.
0: Let's half-ass this.
1: Or because they're so empty because it's the end of the day, they don't have to rush. And so they will. So I'm um, so. I- it's, it's you know, it's coming and going, coming and going. I don't know what's going to happen.
0: But I feel like you're in a good place in that, not to make heteronormative assumptions, but because you're a girl and you're probably going to have your hair washed by a girl, if you are like, you know, I really like the head massage. If you could do that a bit more than usual, that'd be great. It's not going to seem creepy yeah. or like you're coming onto her. Whereas if it's a guy and he's like, hey, baby. I really love what your fingers do to my scalp.
1: What is wrong with you? If you could creepy. just give
0: me that extra head pleasure.
1: I would kick you out.
0: Would you? That's
1: creepy. I'd
0: be escorted out by hairdresser security. You'd be
1: banned. Your picture would be up in the...
0: With tasers and shotguns. In the
1: back room. No, tasers and shotguns. Where do oh we my live? God.
0: Talking... I, I never told you this story. This is... I'm
1: scared. <laughs> you got this look on your face. Your face has
0: just become shocked and appalled. <laughs> You're like,
1: oh my God. I never told
0: you. It just gave me a flashback. Do you remember, uh, I feel like this is a story in itself, but when I went to the pet store to pick up the specialty pet food we give Rudy, now yeah. that he's he has a some kind of undiagnosed condition.
1: Digestive.
0: We have to get him this expensive um, specialty cat food. Shall I tell that story?
1: What when I went to the pet mean? store
0: and they fucked up the order?
1: No, I think we told it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty simple. Basically, I went there...
1: Because their stories are just so fantastic. <laughs> Did I tell this story about when they messed up the cat food
0: order? <laughs> this place is useless. They had oh, yeah, previously yeah. fucked up an order. And in response to that, they gave us like 40 pound in gift cards. Yeah. And then the next time I went with those gift cards to get some more cat food. And
1: they messed it up again.
0: Yeah. And then I ran into even more problems because the guy couldn't order a simple couldn't thing do for
1: his
0: me. not job. So anyway, I was there. And as I was standing by the the checkout while the the two people were trying to between them figure out how to order something on an ipad for me pasted up on the wall right by the till was this printout of this guy's face from like a whole different bunch of angles and i read it and underneath it it said if this guy comes in call management or call the police or something like that mm-hmm. because he came into the store and stole the, all the keys to everything like the keys to the animal cages, the keys to the doors oh the keys God. to the where he's they... going to
1: set the bunnies free so this
0: guy was basically seeming to plan some kind of pet store heist <laughs> Where he was either, like you said, going to set the animals free or he was going to rub all of the scratching posts.
1: It's not really setting them free, though, is it? Because where that is, it's on like a main <laughs> ring road. Those buildings are going to get squashed. You're through. free
0: animals and they run, across, and they run the across the four lane highway Yeah, and just become mincemeat. See, so yeah, I saw that and it was these really dramatic black and white zoomed in pictures of this guy's face.
1: It was wow. very
2: strange. Spe-
1: speaking of bunnies, I saw this like post um the other day where like a pet store had like put um it was either a shelter or a pet store, they'd put a sign in their window saying that across Easter they would be closed because more bunnies are bought when it's Easter and they often just get yeah. set f- like people just throw them out or Whatever. Or they try to bring them to the shelter. Or they sell
0: them on Craigslist.
1: Yeah. And um, and so it was like, so we're not even going to let people buy any rabbits at Easter. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I was seeing as well how, like, often when you take a rabbit to the vet as well, they're seen as exotics, which makes it more expensive.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I feel like the smaller the animal, probably the harder to, say, operate on them.
1: Yeah, probably. I like bunnies. I yeah, had you know. bunnies. I do know.
0: totally understand that, though, that stance. Yeah. I like that whole campaign of a dog is not just for Christmas. Yeah. Because it makes perfect sense. The parents buy, like, a cute little puppy for their kids. And
1: they don't think about that it needs training yeah. and, like, all the vet <laughs> stuff that it needs. Especially dogs, because they're obviously outdoor animals, because they have to go outside They need a whole lot more
0: stuff. That dog could potentially be with you for like 20, 25 years. That's some serious commitment that you need to be Mm. looking at and thinking, am I ready for this? Am I going to stick it out for the long haul? Mm. Not just, I'd like to get a bag of cute puppies so I can take Instagram photos and get lots of likes. I love puppies. I mean,
2: I'm I'm scared
0: of dogs, but puppies are
1: cute. And
0: you do love kitties
1: kitties i'd even even though i don't like quote unquote" like certain animals like i probably wouldn't ever have a dog because i'm afraid of dogs but i still don't (laughs) ever the
0: air quotes in the air like seven (laughs) times as you went on through the sentence is every word in the sentence ironic
1: (laughs) i still don't want them to ever be hurt you know like i want them to be loved and just you know
0: I love this brave stance you've taken of, I don't want puppies to be her.
1: No, I just meant like, I'm just glad because you're on I the said, record. just because I, I don't favour dogs. I I would never want, you know, anyway, um. so yeah, I'm excited to get my hair cut on Wednesday.
0: I'm excited to get my hair cut, funnily enough, the next day.
1: Yes, you are getting it Because my
0: hair's kind of long right now. And now that we're... we're sl- I mean,
1: not really long. But
0: yeah, yeah, it's, lo- it's l- as it's long... It's a
1: couple of inches longer than it was when you go to yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it's as long as I let it get now, which is kind of like medium length for boys. And now that we're <coughs> inching towards the hal of summer, yeah. I would like my hair to be as short as I can have it so that I can stay as cool as possible.
1: You say that, but we haven't even had spring yet. And it's April.
0: But over summer, I tend to get my hair cut more often because I like. I don't want to have that, like, extra head-mounted insulation keeping me overheated (laughs) on those hot, sticky days.
1: What a weird way to just say, I don't want to be hot.
0: I'm what they call a wordsmith. Yeah.
1: So, if you remember, one of the last podcasts we did, I was, when we came back from Paris, I was sick for like a month or like five weeks or something. <clears throat> I had like full on flu, like, oh my God, I feel like I'm dying type of flu, all the way well into January. And then my cough lingered all the way to like the end of January, beginning of February. And then in March, the beginning of March, I knew for a few months that I'd been getting these, like, weird pains that I mistakenly thought were like, oh, my God, I have pains in my heart. What's going on? Am I having a heart attack type pains? And I basically, even though it was there, like, on and off all the time, I didn't do anything about it. (laughs) And then I basically got to the point in March where one day... I was sitting on the sofa with Ryan. With Ryan.
0: Sure, not with your your second lover.
1: Well, might have been him.
0: It might have been him?
1: Might have been him. I renamed him Ryan.
0: I would like if you had the courtesy to make sure we're never in the apartment at the same time. I always schedule my mistresses and my side pieces to come when you're not here. That's just common I'm courtesy. Here.
1: What do you mean?
0: Yeah, but sometimes you you're asleep in the bedroom.
1: This is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, so I was sitting on the couch with you. um, I had the pain and then all of a sudden my left arm felt really weird, like numb. And I wasn't like leaning on it or like... There was no pressure on it that like the blood hadn't been cut off like you weren't leaning on it. It just like <laughs> went dead or whatever.
0: I'm just sitting on your arm and, and- you're like that's weird. It's gone so numb.
1: <laughs> and we you like you said you felt it and you're like it's cold. And I was like it's cold and my other hand wasn't cold. And I was like what is going on? And I started to really freak out. Anyway, long story short, we ended up in the hospital. <laughs> and ev- We didn't have to
0: wait. I feel like you should just clarify. When you say ended up in the hospital. We didn't go in an
1: ambulance.
0: We just voluntarily decided to go to A&E. We
1: we called the non-emergency number and they basically said, we suggest you go to the emergency room. So we went to the emergency room, not in an ambulance. We did not call an ambulance.
0: Well, we Um, didn't actually go straight to A&E. No,
1: yeah, because they give you like an appointment so that the wait they cut the waiting time down so not everyone just arrives there with no appointment. So a couple of hours later we had an appointment to go. And at first we didn't have to wait that long to be seen. Like especially when you consider usually you go to like A and E or ER or whatever and you have to wait hours and hours. So at first I thought, oh, it was going smoothly. Because it was down as like chest pain, they see you. That's like the one of the top things. So they see you quite quickly. And the first person I saw, she was basically like, they should have told you to come into the A and E straight away because it's chest pain. Then I I got basically got sent through to a like a couple of other people um until and they took like my blood pressure and my temperature and I did like a urine sample and stuff. And then I went through and I had an EKG. It was an E K G or an ECG?
0: Yeah, I saw. I can't remember. I think at the time we were talking about that because the machine itself. I think the machine said ECG, though.
1: I can't remember. I keep getting confused.
0: But look, on Grey's Anatomy, they say EKG. (laughs) Do they? And that's like the encyclopedia of medical terms. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so they took me into this room and she put all the little pads on, the little sticky things on me and she did it. And she didn't say anything to me about it. Like she didn't, could, you know, she was like a nurse or whatever. So she just went, I'll take this to the doctor and I'll be back. So she came <laughs> back after <laughs> a few minutes. And then we minutes. never saw her again. Yeah, she came back after a few minutes and she went, okay, now go back to the waiting room and the doctor will call you when he can see you.
0: I feel at this point I should interject to say yeah. two things. When you had those chest pains on the couch, we had already been awake our full day. Oh, yeah. Like 12 hours. So if you had not had those chest pains, we had just eaten. We probably would have been going to sleep within the next hour or so. Yeah. So we go to the hospital. For we're that-
1: already tired
2: once yeah. we get there.
0: We're tired. We're worried. We're anxious.
2: Yeah.
0: The hospital is like a, a fairly long taxi ride away, yeah. which is increases your anxiety like it's not
1: down the road it's across the the city we live in it's like across the yeah. city
0: so we get there we have to wait how long would you say it was in the waiting room to see the first doctor who didn't help
1: that very first one when we went upstairs we waited 45 minutes Or, yeah, 45 minutes. And then we saw that person and the next two people within 20 minutes. Right. So we went from one, two, three across 20 minutes. And at
0: this point, we were feeling pretty slick. Yeah. Like we'd made off like a bandit. Yeah. (laughs) Because you never get seen that quickly by multiple people in a hospital.
1: And I was getting more worried and more worried by the fact that they were doing it so quickly because the waiting room was chock-a-block. Like it was full of people.
0: So after Uh, the EKG yeah she sends us back to the a and e waiting room, which is this giant room with like so many benches in it, yeah huge ceilings, if you remember, yeah,
1: which I'm glad for because think about how hot that room yeah, would have that's gone. true,
0: and we're basically waiting for the actual doctor to see us, and that was when we had to settle in for the long call, yeah
1: so Yeah, so we waited altogether six hours, but it was five hours in the A&E. And once we'd got to like the three hour mark or whatever, that's when I said to you, I think, I don't think it's serious because they would have called me in by now. Um, And I remember going up to check with the woman. I was like, what's the wait time? And she was like, we had a lot of ambulances come um, more than usual for like a day like that, I guess. Um, And so it's taking too long or whatever. It's taking, like, longer than it would have. And I remember eventually as well, because you were like, I don't know how much longer I can last. Do you remember? I
0: was genuinely struggling to keep my eyes open at that point. Obviously, I was not going to go to sleep and leave you. But it was... My phone was also running out of battery because the only thing that was keeping me awake was listening to podcasts and playing games on my phone just to have some kind of like visual stimulation to engage my brain and stop me from drifting off. But that was rough.
1: I even held out on snacks. Like I didn't get snacks until at the last hour (laughs) because they had like a little cafe type thing and it was
2: bad. It was just bad.
0: I hate eating food from places like that. Hospital yeah. cafes. Yeah, I'd rather eat food from a vending machine, which is also going to be just total garbage.
1: At that point, though, I needed food just to pass the time yeah. more than anything. Because, like, I was just so done with everything. <laughs> my butt was numb <laughs> from trying to sit on the seat. The seats were so uncomfortable. And I, for the last, like, hour and a half, I had found, like, a double seat. Do you remember where I could put my legs up? But...
0: We were also playing this game, which is a way that you torture yourself in situations like this, where we'd look around and the first thing to say is, obviously, when you're in an emergency room waiting area, you're seeing people with some serious shit going on in their lives, like head wounds, broken bones, people who are clearly just completely out of it from whatever it is, drugs or some kind of condition. So you're seeing some real sobering sights. But second of all, once you've been sitting there for like four or five (laughs) hours, you start to mentally catalogue everyone around you and you start to try and figure out who got there before you.
1: Yeah, because when I went up, she was like, there's three people before you now. So at least I had I could see the the light at the end of the tunnel. I knew there was only three people. But what we then realised was... The people being called, they were all being called for different departments. So there was three people in front of us for our department, but actually about eight people got called. And I was like, did she lie? But then we realised it was people from different departments calling. So there was still like eight people before us, even though. There was
0: like multiple streams of people going into different places and different departments.
1: So we were like, that person must be next because they were here like before us. And now there's no people here that were here before us. So we've got to be next. We've got to be next. And then
0: somehow we weren't next. We
1: weren't next now.
0: (laughs) So we're trying to figure out.
1: We're delirious at this point. At
0: this point, it's that type of tiredness where you just you can't even think. Your mind no. is like seared blank yeah. by just straight up drowsiness.
1: And the bright the lights are so bright. I it's hate that those type fluorescent. Of like, ugh.
0: That yellow light. Ugh. Remember
1: when I was having the ECG or the EKG or whatever it's called, and it was a really tiny room with really big bright lights right above the bed where you lie to have the E. The heart monitoring thing, I'm just going to call it. Um, You'll never we make like, it through medical th-
2: school
0: like this. Yeah,
1: and me and you were like, why are the lights like this in here? It's so silly. Because the
0: ceiling was also only like seven foot yeah. high. And so it it's was like it's a right windowless above you.
1: room. It was like, was this a closet It was once? a dingy,
0: depressing little room, which yeah. is, a, a hospital is a hospital, yeah, of course. of
2: course. But...
0: And then she left us after doing the EKG. She left us for a little while. And and you're just just, lying there thinking, uh, what's going on?
1: But, yeah, so eventually they called us after five hours, six whole hours in the hospital, five hours in the A&E. And, yeah, I mean, the doctor was really nice and calm. And even though at first I was a little bit like, is this like a shambles because he asked me what was going on like he didn't know but i guess he just wanted me to say it like to hear it in my words and then i realized actually no he seems nice but i told him and he was like as soon as i started saying what my symptoms were and i was pointing to the place where my pain was he was like that's not your heart <laughs> i felt so stupid <laughs> and your finger
0: was right by your ankle so it was so weird
1: <laughs> you were
0: like really
1: okay let me explain where the pains were Okay, your heart is to the left, like in the middle to the left, right? Like when you look at pictures, it's clearly to the left. So in my mind, think about where the left side of your heart is. It's like really to the left.
0: Is this why Beyonce wrote those lyrics, Everything You Own in a Box to the Left? Was she talking about the chest cavity on the left side? anyway (laughs) (laughs) that long silence really hurt my soul really hurt my sense of pride my sense of worth of well-being
1: (laughs) so in my mind the pain was coming from the very left so your face is so (laughs) cute right now the pain was coming from the very left of the left side of my heart but he was saying he was like make a fist and he and then he put my fist on my chest and he was like that's where your heart is and that's the size of your heart your pain is like 10 centimeters away from that
2: yeah
1: so i was like oh (laughs) and he was like the ekg cg thing was fine (laughs) and he asked me if i had any other symptoms and he felt my tummy and stuff and he was like he basically concluded that it was anxiety slash stress pains you know when you get, like, anxious and stressed about something, you, like, tighten up, and that's what's happening. They're, like, spasming. Uh, obviously, I was relieved that it's not like, oh, you have, like... You... <laughs> in my mind, I was like, what if I've had a heart attack and I don't know it? Because, Jesus Christ. A, heart attacks in women, it's very different to how men have heart attacks. And, B, you can have heart attacks and not know. You can keep continue going on and not have known, and so I was like thinking the worst. So I was relieved that there was no heart problems.
0: These melodramatic men oh, yeah. playing up the symptoms.
1: Yeah, but I was also not anno- like, not annoyed. But I I went. I felt kind of like
0: you were conflicted. Yeah,
1: you know, sometimes when you've got something going on, you go to the doctors and you feel good about going, knowing you're going to come away, knowing what's wrong, so you've got a solu- You can find the solution to the problem. Right. I don't have a solution to my problem. I already knew I had anxiety. I get panic attacks all the time. Like, I'm a very anxious person. However, my anxiety and my panic attacks have never presented themselves like that before. I have a set of symptoms that I know to look out for when I have anxiety and when I start to panic. And so this is a new thing on top of my already like anxious self. So... And he didn't give me any, he didn't give me any advice or recommendations because obviously, you know, they're like A&E doctors, their job is to just fit like.
0: Get you in and get you out.
1: To, to tell you what's going on. So it's he, like a
0: McDonald's drive through. Yeah.
1: And he was like, and because you already take medication for depression and anxiety, then you already know what it's about. Yeah. So there's no point me, say, telling you, trying to tell you what to do kind of thing so yeah i mean <laughs> obviously can do? on the one
0: hand we were extremely glad yeah. and relieved that they did a, a real test an ekg scan and found that there was yeah no worrisome fluctuations yeah. but at the same time It seems silly to even say, but it's like, I've been waiting here six hours. I wanted some kind of definitive answer.
1: Also, another thing I was worried about when I still thought it was my heart was I was speaking to Steph of a text while we were waiting. And she was something I've always found the difference between like American doctors and English doctors is
0: keeping in mind that your only exposure to the american medical community is through Grey's anatomy and related shows no when have you ever seen an american doctor
1: what i mean is when steph goes to the doctors and she gets like tested for things and stuff she's always like oh my levels are like my ac1 or whatever these are made up things i don't know what they mean but she'll say things like my ac1 is 15 i'm like what the fuck does that mean (laughs) because doctors here don't tell you that stuff they'll say you're good to go or you're not good they won't give you like figures printouts
0: of your yeah unless you
1: specifically ask for them and then talk to them about what the numbers mean you don't know (laughs) it's just not done that way have
0: you watched lost doctor what do the numbers mean
1: (laughs) Well, let I've me tell only you. just
0: got to season 2.
1: <laughs> so she so she was like saying things like ask them to do this and ask them to do that and I'm like first of all, you can't do that. You <laughs> just can't. Like as soon as you say to a doctor like it might be this, so can you do that? They'll say you've been watching too much TV and they won't do it. So I was um in an in like
0: she- you've consulted my notorious colleague web md. <laughs>
1: yeah. But it does annoy me that like they act like those thi- like there aren't true things on WebMD. There are. It's just, you know, you probably shouldn't self-diagnose because you can't look at it, like, objectively or whatever. People
0: but- train for years to become a diagnostician. It's easy to be like, well, I just look at the symptoms and I compare them to me. But there's obviously more to it yeah. than just that.
1: But she was telling me things that I you know, once she told me what they were and I did actually Google them to see if I could find them on, like, the NHS website. So then I could say, the NHS website says... And so I did consider saying at least one of them because she was saying to look for, I can't remember what the exact terms was now, but she was basically saying to do like blood tests and to do another kind of test that will look at past problems because an EKG, ECG thing will only look at what's happening now. Whereas those other things, they will let you know if there's been trauma to the heart in the past, right? Can they
0: have a really cool name?
1: Yeah, echocardiogram, that's it. And... I felt like I could have asked, but as soon as he said to me, That's not your heart, I couldn't <laughs> say those things anymore because, yeah. because he was saying to me, These pains are not your heart. Anyway, since then, <clears throat> I've still had the pains a little bit less, maybe because I know what they are. But I think what was happening was. Now that I know that it was anxiety and stress, I think what was happening was I was getting the pains and then I was worrying about what the pains were and it was making it worse.
0: It's a vicious cycle.
1: Now that I know I'm still getting the pains but a bit less and I also realised last week that I've had the pains on the right as well a little bit, I'm going to look into like maybe meditation or something to see if I can like... Because the usual breathing techniques I do for my like what I'm now going to call my regular anxiety and my panic attacks have not worked for these physical spasm things that are happening. So I need to look into something else. I don't really want to take like extra medication, but it is painful. So I'm I'm just going to say. Anyway.
0: I just want to say... I would like to meditate with you yeah, I think that I've always would be wanted cool. to learn how to meditate, and now there are so many apps mm. and so many things that, that walk will help. you through it, yeah in fact, Sam Harris, who's an author, I appreciate his work very much, especially his podcast, he is coming out with or has been threatening to come out with. <laughs> a meditation app for the last several years oh, really? where it's going to be recordings of him walking you through how to meditate oh. and part of me has kind of been holding off because i want that specific voice i know and, yeah. and someone whose personality i like
1: that would be cool and i think it would be good to do it together because we're always in here together Like, if I'm trying to meditate in the next room, whereas if we're both trying to do it at the same time, I think it would probably work better.
0: It's going to be so hard for me not to mess with you, though. Yeah. You're just trying to... You open
1: your eyes and I'm just standing there, like... (laughs) Naked. Yeah, about to sit on you.
0: Mooning me. (laughs) Or you're trying to focus on your breath and every so often I just gently touch your nose and then when you open your eyes, I haven't moved. And I'm like, what happened? And you're like, I felt something. And I'm like, a presence in the room? Did it touch you?
1: (laughs) It is so much creepy. You're communing
0: with the spirits.
1: I don't want to commune with the spirits. But what if they have wisdom?
0: Wisdom that we don't have in our technological age of depravity. I think if they
1: had wisdom, they wouldn't come back. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so now... For the fucking zinger. The (laughs) zinger on top of the pile of shit that we had to deal with. So obviously went through all the stress of worrying that I'd fucking... Was about to have a heart attack. Or had a heart attack. Having to then sit in A&E all fucking night. And then... The next... Was it the next day or was it like two days later?
0: The next day... When I exercised on the bike... Yeah. I felt something in my throat. Mm. And this was at the end of the day. I felt your dick in my throat.
1: (laughs) That was such a boy, like, bro thing to say. I should
0: not have recorded that line. I
1: couldn't let it pass (laughs) by. Maybe used against
0: me in the future. (laughs) Yeah. And this was right. (laughs) Get a grip, woman.
1: (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Stop
0: making these aggressive deep-throating jokes. At my expense.
1: (laughs) He's so cute. Are
0: you looking at my cute little butter nose. Yeah. So yeah, I I went on the exercise bike at the end of the day. And sometimes when you exercise real hard and you're really like breathing heavy and like drawing like a lot of air in, it at the end of it sometimes your throat feels like a little bit raw in a sense. Like it's hard to explain. It's usually just like a little tickly sensation. That doesn't last very long and i had that and i thought it was just from exercising so hard but then the next day i realized that it was a premonition of the sickness that was about to perform yeah. me
1: so the next day was it the next day oh yeah so
0: it was two days after we went to the yeah. hospital
1: so you woke up and then i woke up and it wasn't Mother's Day, but it was the day before Mother's Day. Because I remember I was going to be seeing my mom. I couldn't see her on Mother's Day, so this was the only day I could see her. And I remember I came in the room and you were like, hi. Oh, and you, like, sounded all sicky. And let me tell you something, right? I've known Ryan since 2011. And he has never been sick. He has had the odd, like, oh, my throat kind of hurts. But then he'll take some paracetamol and a strepsil and an hour later, it's gone. But apart from that, he's never been sick. So to hear him sounding like all flued up was like a (laughs) (laughs)
0: Not This is a dangerous thing to say, so I'm going to knock on wood preemptively. But that is true. I do think I have quite a good immune Mm. system.
1: Whereas my immune system is like horse shit. I have, like, various vitamin deficiencies and I do get sick, like, several times a year.
0: Yeah. I don't want to boast about it and then tempt fate yet again. But, like you said, I don't really get sick. I sometimes have, like, a little thing here and there that clears Mm. up after a day. But I can't remember being, like, sick sick where it's, like, a week or two week long thing. Yeah. Since I was literally
2: a child
0: 12 yeah so yeah you came in i'd already been awake for several hours before you woke up and i even though it was just starting it was just kicking into gear i had a sore throat where talking feels like you're swallowing razor blades and i had a headache that was just pounding so i knew that Mm. something was coming for me full force
1: we dosed you up with some stuff and like i said to you i was like shall i stay because obviously i didn't want to leave you but it was one of those situations where it's like it's mother's day you have to kind of go like i know if i'd have said to my mom like oh ryan's really sick and i want to stay home to take care of him but at the same time i don't sometimes i can go weeks without seeing her because she's so busy so I thought, oh, a couple of hours, you said you'd be fine. Well,
0: I told you to go. Yeah, you I did. told you that I was going to be fine and that you should go see your mum. So, and that's what I yeah. honestly felt.
1: So we dosed you up with stuff. I left the house. And just remember, guys, this was the beginning of March. It was only the beginning of February that I had totally got rid of my cough from having the flu from December to January. I left the house, went to meet my mum. We, we had some food, after I'd eaten the food, I felt awful, I, I just didn't feel good, and I told her, and we didn't know whether it was that, that, like, oh, you're, like, so full on your food, and now you're moving around that you feel kind of shit, or you might also be coming down with something. I got home a few hours later, you had had a nap, and you woke up when I got home, and you were, like, 10 times worse (laughs) you were like so poorly
0: the nap had just made me an incubator for whatever was inside of me trying to take over my system
1: we got the thermometer out you had like a really high fever you it was that kind of thing where you're like burning up but you're also shivering we got like the ice packs on you and you know everything and it was really bad and I was gradually minute by minute starting <laughs> to feel worse and worse and I didn't tell you because I really didn't want you to think because it's you know you're not sick very often and I didn't want you to do that thing of like no I'm fine you don't need to take care of me because you needed taken care of you were really poorly and I wanted to take care of you so I was trying not to tell you and then Yeah, the day just got shitter and shitter because it just got worse and worse for
2: you.
0: That first day was horrific. It was amazing how quickly everything snowballed. The fever I had just got worse and worse. And like I said, I haven't had a fever since I was a kid. So you almost forget how bad it is. Mm. That feeling of burning up, but then also your body is violently shivering because you also feel ice cold and not really being able to move. We just got onto the couch and I got under a blanket and we put some stupid film on. Mm. And I was just struggling to, like, hang on.
1: Yeah. And I feel as well, because you hadn't been sick. Because sometimes when I'm sick, I say to you, I'm like, I feel like I'm dying. And you have sympathy sympathy for me and stuff. But I feel like because you haven't been sick in so long, you forgot what it feels like. Possibly. And now I know you know. Because you were definitely at, like, a level 10. You were like... I this is the worst feeling in the world kind of thing and eventually because I started to feel so sick that you were like are you mad at me you thought I was like upset with you in some way but I was just trying to keep it together and then I told you I was like I didn't want to tell you but since this morning that I went out with my mom I have not felt well and I think I'm obviously getting what you've got We'd obviously caught it from the hospital yeah. is what we're trying to say, but like
0: which is just yeah hilarious yeah you go to, everyone knows the yeah.
2: spectacular
0: irony of you go to a hospital to get well yeah and you come away getting sick
1: I really hate all the people that went with flu. You're not supposed to go with flu. Obviously some people when they're really bad they have to go and I get it but like
0: the thing of it is as well every time we go to the hospital or the doctors, I tell you don't touch anything. Yeah. Open doors, pull your sleeve down over your hand and open it with your sleeve. Yeah. And under no circumstances touch your face. Yeah. We try so, to do
1: that as best we can and we still yeah, got sick. We
0: observed that at the hospital yeah. and yet it somehow found its way
1: yeah.
0: inside of us.
1: So, the next few days will just and the thing is when I'm poorly, unless I vomit, which is very rare because i don't I'm not really a vomity type of person um and I can count the amount of times I've vomited, that's how little I've vomited, how many times am I gonna say vomited um, <laughs> i yes, yeah, so I'm not really a vomity type of person, so when I get like flu or like a cough or a cold, I still keep my appetite. It's rare that I lose my appetite, but this time. Me and you did not have an appetite for like three days.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, And we just ate like. You ate soup.
2: Well,
0: I. That first day, which was like by far the Mm. worst. We
1: didn't eat anything. I
0: don't even know how I got through it. It was just. It was horrendous. So many things hit me at once. Uh, I had horrible stomach pains at one point, which was just. Traumatizing. It was so bad. And then throughout the night I was vomiting. It was it was it was terrible. And because of that, I couldn't stomach solid food Mm. like at all. So for the next couple of days I had to have soup and yogurts and fruit juice and things like that but that's all i could eat and i was in that type of situation where i didn't want to eat a because i was scared it would it would end up with me vomiting again and b at the same time i knew that i needed calories yeah because i looked up online and apparently there's a old wives tale like rural wisdom that you're supposed to starve a fever and feed a cold. Mm. But apparently that's total horseshit. (laughs) You need to take calories in when you're in a fever because your body's trying to fight something off. That's why your temperature rises. So I knew at the same time as I had this deathly fear of eating anything in case it came back up that I needed to take in calories so my body could do what it needed to do. So I'm just trying to make myself eat soup and it's just
2: yeah yeah. we
1: went out and stocked up on some things and even i like i said even i didn't really have an appetite for those few days i had soup on one of the days and then as i was starting to get as we were starting to get more of an appetite we would just order food in for me you were still like on the soup my appetite kind of came back
0: if you had put a fresh papa john's pizza in front of me which at no other time would i refuse at every other time i would gladly devour you just see like a ball of dust <laughs> from the commotion of me shoveling down these slices but i just i wouldn't have even been able yeah. to eat like the tiniest part of it
1: And then gradually we just got better, but it lasted like a week to 10 days. It lasted about
0: two weeks for me, (laughs) for everything to go away. For everything
1: to go away, yeah. Because even when you feel mostly better, you've still got like, for me, I still had a cough. I was coughing earlier. Yeah. My cough is still there a tiny bit and it's the end, it's April 1st.
0: Right. I had a, yeah, I had a chesty cough for quite a while. Most of my symptoms subsided and then that stuck around for a little Mm. while.
1: I think mine just lingers because my immune system is so bad. It's always the cough that lingers. It was the cough in January, and it's the cough now. So I feel like the past few months has just been, you know.
2: You've
0: been through the ringer. Yeah. But you're a warrior, baby. Yeah. You've got that fortitude.
1: Have I? I don't know. Of course. But yeah, you, it's weird because I'd never really seen you sick like that before, and it was hard to see you sick. I just wanted to wrap you up in a little cotton wool ball and keep (laughs) you safe.
0: I knew this is how I knew I was sick. First of all, I couldn't eat that first day when we put a movie on. I literally couldn't even focus on on the screen. I was just sitting there shivering under my blanket, just feeling absolutely awful. Mm. And then for the next couple of days, while it was still quite bad, I couldn't even play video games to take my mind off it. I couldn't even focus on that. Yeah, That's how I knew it was bad. It was literally just desperately trying while away the hours until the next day comes Mm. and maybe you'll feel better.
1: It sucked. And at one
0: point... Once or twice, I had to go out to the shop to get things.
1: Yeah, I went out as well a few times. That's but true. But you were like, remember, I think you wanted to go to the other one, so you had to go. Yeah. Like, I couldn't go to that one. But, yeah. And I did not feel good. A few times now, I've been offered the flu shot. I think it's because... You're at pension age? <laughs> Funny. I think it's because I have deficiencies, so I'm more like, my immune system is um, compromised a little bit. Um and I refused it because, you know, there's always people saying like, oh, the flu shot is just crap. You get and, and you get flu after you've had it. Like there's all these like myths about it. And I remember not really just just not really thinking about it too much. And then so I didn't get it. But the fact that I had flu like or flu like type of illnesses twice in such close proximity proximity. i think this year i think you get offered it in the autumn and so i think i'm gonna have it i'll get it and you can't have it why not because of your age and because your immune system is not compromised they
0: discriminate against people of irish
2: heritage (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) basically old people get it people with like asthma people with a compromised immune system yeah um and if you're above a certain age so yeah so you can't have it i don't think i mean i'm sure you can pay to have it (laughs) <laughs> but,
0: on the black market but it's
1: not something that is recommended by the NHS you
0: go down a dark alley and a guy yeah. opens his trench coat and there's just vials hanging from <laughs> the pockets which
1: one pick one hey
0: man what do you want you want Red, the flu yellow, shot blue you want the
1: I don't know why they were colour coded I can't
0: think what else do you get a, a vaccination for measles, measles mumps like when you go on holiday to certain countries yeah you get like vaccinated for stuff so yeah that's the tale of woe that we went through together <laughs> i wasn't obviously i would have much preferred that you weren't sick but there was a sense of solidarity that we were sick together
1: there was uh, it's weird because i've thought the same like we've like there's something about being sick together that just makes it just makes you strong like i know we're already like very strong but I don't know. It just solidifies.
0: You're at your most vulnerable. Yeah. And it's the most important time for you to just show unlimited kindness.
1: And you have to be delicate with each other and just be there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, even though it sucked, it did suck. There's no upside to it. but There is no.
0: Well, the upside potentially is that we're more... Now that we've had it and you've had it twice...
1: I think I you know. should be
0: more No, because it's
1: a new strain resistant. every year.
0: Yeah, but I think there's some baseline resistance no, that you build up over time. I
1: don't know that there is. I
0: am totally talking from a place of I, ignorance. I do I get the
1: flu like every year, so I don't know okay. that there is. Also, that's why you have a flu shot every year because it's a different strain every year. Um, and I was reading you do you can get flu-like symptoms like achy bones and stuff after you've had the shot. Um, And you can still get flu when you've had the flu shot. But the idea is that it doesn't last as long and it isn't as severe. So whereas, like, I get sick and I'm sick for two weeks or three weeks, it might be that I'm only sick for one week. So I am going to try and get it this year again if I can. Not again. I haven't had it before. But you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I, when I talked to Matthew about this, we were joking about, you know how sometimes in – I don't know why – tends to be photographs of Asian countries, but they wear those white masks over their mouths. Next time we have to go to the hospital or the doctor, I'm going to buy some of them. Or maybe I'll just buy a full hazmat suit to enclose (laughs) myself in.
1: I saw someone wearing one, but I I didn't know whether they were wearing one in terms of like, I just don't want to catch any germs or wearing one because they had an illness where they had to make sure they didn't catch anything. Um, but no, yeah You
0: don't ever want to be the typhoid Mary Of your particular yeah. area Like I got flu And then I went around and gave it to everyone yeah. else If you've got something Stay at home Recuperate Get better Recover your strength And then go on your uh, way Don't give it to other people
1: So yeah
0: that's a That's a public service announcement
1: <laughs> That's why I didn't go to the doctors For any of these times Because I mean, you have to obviously try and, like, decipher what you have. Like, you can have flu-like symptoms and it can be a chest infection, in which case you can go and they can give you, like, antibiotics or whatever. But if you go with, like, flu, they can't give you anything. So there's no point. There's just no point. You're going to make yourself sicker by going out and you're going to give it to other people.
0: Yeah. At this point, you have to be on practically death's door for no. them to prescribe antibiotics
1: or you have to yeah because i think they yeah because i think they can still prescribe
0: i mean i understand the it flu, but it makes that, sense
1: there's no re- like there's it's just gonna go your body needs to just ride it out
0: it's better that some people have to endure flu for a couple more days than necessary than that the flu virus becomes completely resistant mm. to antibiotics the argument is perfectly sound but Obviously, when you're sick and you want those magic pills to help you get better faster, it's hard to tell yourself that.
1: I've made myself an eye patch.
0: With your hair braid.
1: Well, it looks like it, it feels like it looks cool.
0: It feels like it looks cool.
1: Yeah.
0: I think Hemingway said that one time.
1: I feel that way about smoking.
0: Yeah. It feels okay.
1: like it looks cool. And it does look cool sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure. To all the kids listening, just so you yeah, know.
1: We've got like eleven year olds listening to our of podcast. Course. I don't think so.
0: I distribute MP3 files of our podcasts down at the local youth club. I don't what? know. What? Where where crazy. do kids congregate?
1: I d not at the well, I'm sure there are kids that go to youth That's clubs, a dangerous question to not. ask.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're just overheard asking, where do where do, where do children congregate? <laughs> like if I wanted to get my hands on some children, where hey, would I- Hey, go? you're gonna
1: get put on a fucking list.
0: I'm already on so many lists.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm in like so I'm in the middle of so many Venn diagrams of watch lists.
1: Let like my hair like
0: this. At some point in the podcast you just start playing with your hair, I've noticed. Well,
1: what do you want? Like from you
0: me? you briefly check out of the conversation and you start making different arrangements with your hair plaits. I
1: haven't checked out. I'm just, I don't know.
0: I need you to jump back in.
1: Do we have a topic?
0: Of course we do. Let's
1: get to well, it then, Holmes.
0: Before we do, that's levitation, homes. <laughs> before we do, do you want to talk about, or is there any need to talk about our birthdays?
1: Oh, yeah, we both had birthdays.
0: <laughs> the, so yeah, the, the birthdays and the sickness is kind of why this podcast is coming out a little bit oh, later. Oh yeah,
1: it's late, late. It's not like know. late, it's like late, late.
0: Can you imagine if we didn't do a episode for like 12 years and then we just did another episode like there'd been no gap?
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, we were talking about stuff that had happened.
0: Like we reference things that happened tw- on the twelve year old yeah. podcast episodes like they just happened yesterday.
1: Yeah, so we <laughs> Yeah, so we both had birthdays. No one can
0: understand your <laughs> yawn talk.
1: We both had birthdays, that were pretty uneventful, really.
0: Yeah. But you love your birthday. I
1: do love my birthday. You
0: love the, the ceremony, the rituals. You want to be cherished and celebrated and worshipped even.
1: Well, I want those things every day, but... Alas. You do treat me like that every day. But at the same time, I want that to be... Extra. I don't know. Like, I just love it. And it was fine. I mean, (laughs) it makes me sad that, like, there are people who are not here anymore, you know? And as you get older, not just because people die, but because people move away. Like, my brother's not here you know, things change as yeah. well, like, my mom's situation has changed, so... It's like, that person's, here, that person's not here, that person's not here, that person's not here, that person's not here. So it becomes just, like, a celebration of just me and one other person or two me? other
0: people. I love how I'm, like, chopped liver in this scenario. No,
1: but I mean, like... All the
0: people I really like are no longer around. I just have this stupid boy here who's, <laughs> like, tending to my every need...
1: Isn't that who I loves mean? me
0: and cherishes me. I've got to deal oh, with him. I've you, got to pretend that he's you, like, he's worthy companion.
1: You do love and cherish me. No, but that's what I mean. Like, it's just me, you and mom really, isn't it? That I celebrate with. I don't really like, I do see a few family members, but like, it's very low key. And I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. And I'm unhappy about it. And like, there's nothing really to be done, you know?
0: I feel like you need to just acclimatise to the new normal and find a way to enjoy what it is now.
1: Yeah, that's what I did do.
0: Because you still have fun on your birthday. You still got to do a lot of the things you wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, you asked. For example,
0: you finally got me to watch Romeo and Juliet. The
1: 96 Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet. I mean, come on. Anyone who's in that film has got to like it. I don't understand why you wouldn't like it, unless you just, unless you don't understand Shakespeare, like at sure. all. I guess. But um, yeah, I had always, loved, <laughs> I had always loved the film, and I remember recently saying to you like, we should watch it because you'd never seen it. And then when it came time to pick in like a birthday movie, I thought it was quite a good movie to pick. Um. Yeah, and you liked it, didn't
0: you? I wasn't expecting to. I don't know why, but Romeo and Juliet is one of those stories that's just so played out at this point. I know that it was the, like, original and everything has copied it since. But I just feel like, how interesting is, like, this super by-the-numbers love story going to be? But I actually fairly enjoyed the film, I would say. Well. There was a couple of things that I really enjoyed. I really liked the customized pistols.
1: You're <laughs> such a boy.
0: It, they were so cool. It's, I know that's the type of thing that I would zero in on. Um, But just, like, how can you not love what they did with the weapons in that yeah. film? Second of all, what's the dude's name? Tybalt. Yeah, Tybalt. His gunfight scene early on in the film, the choreography of how he holds his guns and how he moves was so cool. I really enjoyed that. And then I really, I was quite surprised that it was in the original Shakespearean dialogue. It's kind of amazing that that film got made, given that I have an English literature degree. And just as a sidebar, I don't often get opportunities to trot that out as expertise so i'm doing it right now (laughs) and even i struggled to follow the dialogue at points when they were speaking fast and it's really like ye old english dense (laughs) but yeah overall it was it was fun
1: i think as well leo and claire danes are so good in those roles it was just i don't know i loved it the soundtrack is so good as well
0: it is pretty good Yeah, It was a triumph
1: I'm glad you liked it
0: Are there any I never thought you were going to get me To watch all of these films That you would tell me Oh this is my favourite film And you're going to watch it one day I'd always be like no no I don't think I'm going to But eventually you have weaseled your way (laughs) Into getting each one watched Is there any left on the I want to watch this Uh, with Ryan bucket list
1: Have you seen 7? Yeah of course um, We've talked
0: about that before.
1: Yeah. What's in the box? But I couldn't remember the, whether it was a film that you'd seen or a film that you'd read the fucking synopsis of, because you do like to do that. If You're I'm like, not
0: going to watch a film and I just kind of want to know what happens in it, I will go to Wikipedia but and read. I feel read. like you do it with
1: a lot of movies.
0: Because there's a lot of movies I don't want to see, but like, I do want to see what twists happen in um, I
1: don't know. I can't really think right now. There are some films that I kind of want you to see just because they're like classics and you haven't seen them, like Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing has a special place in my heart, though, because I watched it lots of times with my nan. And... I still have, like, the DVDs and stuff that were hers. And I kind of want you to watch it, but I can't think of a time when you will, so...
0: I think you're going to struggle to get that one.
1: Also, if I'm getting a movie, like, if I'm getting a movie, I'm going to try for a rewatch of Twilight. (sighs) Just because... It's fun to share the things you love with the person. But you we've love.
0: already watched all of the films.
1: Yes, but we could be alive for a potential 70 more years. Yeah. Are we never going to watch it ever again? In a
0: couple of decades, sure. <laughs> but I don't even rewatch the films that I like.
1: Yes, you do. So I'm
0: definitely not going to rewatch Twilight.
1: You do rewatch some films, it has you to like. be
0: a long time. For me to want to rewatch mm. a film.
1: The problem is, when you rewatch things, you don't really rewatch mo- the whole thing, you skip.
0: Not This isn't necessarily true. It depends on the context. Sometimes I just, a scene pops in my mind and I put it up and I just want to watch that one scene. Mm. And sometimes I do like a full rewatch.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Are there any movies? No, you're not really a movie person. We That's do watch true. movies. But you don't really...
0: Movies aren't really important to me, even though there are a couple of individual films that are important to me. Yeah. But the medium as, like, its own form of art is not anything that's ever really, like, spoke to me.
1: Yeah, whereas I love movies. Sure. Yeah, that's it, really.
0: So, my birthday, oppositely... I don't care about at all (laughs) and I don't want to do anything on
1: you don't even want it's because you don't want to age though right
0: I'm unhappy about having carved another score mark onto the great tally of life yeah turning 25 really bummed me out I've got to tell you I'm just being honest with you, it did. See,
1: a part of me rolls my eyes because I'm 33 and it's like you're still so young, but at the same time, the other half of me knows exactly how you feel because I hate the fact that I've just turned 33. Like, I love my birthday, but I hate ageing. Like, I am not 33. Like, I may have been alive for 33 years, but I am not 33. But the other part of the reason why you don't like your birthdays because you don't really like the atten, like the attention
0: well i just don't need it yeah i, I also don't like to be the center of attention in most cases yeah, yeah that's true but i don't need i don't want the whole like everyone sings you happy birthday and everyone stares at you as they bring I out the cake i just don't want that like i I wanted to do stuff that I enjoyed, so we watched stuff and we had some nice food and et cetera, et cetera. I just don't...
1: I cooked you steak for your birthday. You did,
0: and it was absolutely delicious, yeah. as always. I couldn't even taste the ground-up glass that you put in my steaks. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to get that inheritance. Yeah. Keep working at inheritance. it.
1: Inheritance.
0: you got to be persistent.
1: It's not the inheritance that I want, it's the passwords. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. is I die and there's just a sealed envelope <laughs> labelled passwords. You open it up and there's just a little a little business card and it says never. But then that does turn out to be my password.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a twisty turny tale. It's a
1: twisty turny tale. So
0: anyway, yeah. I know 25 is young especially if you hope to live to like whatever 90. But There's so much I feel like I want to get done or so much that I feel like I maybe should have got done already that I'm, I'm raring to go. Like I'm impatient to get started with that stuff. Yeah. Like I want to get like, yeah, but it's weird because I only graduated university after I was 23. Yeah. So my timeline is a little bit different than most people's. So I try and keep that in mind. But at the same time, I'd think regardless of where I am in my life, I'm always not going to be happy about being a year older.
1: Yeah. I never really thought about it like that in terms of like me, like, oh, I'm such and such age and I should have done this, that or the other by now. Until recently, I started thinking things like, I want to have been published by 35 because if I haven't been published by then, I think for the first time I will kind of be like, oh, my God, I'm a failure type of thing. But my timeline was also different. I, once I'd finished school, I had to kind of start again and I didn't um, graduate uni until I was 25. Um So everything was kind of late for me as well. So I never really thought of things like that. Like I was 26, 27, 28, whatever. I never thought to myself things should have happened by now. It was only really when I reached 30 and then on and off from then really that I've thought to myself, okay, let's get it fucking going.
0: That's how I feel right now. I mean, I am in the midst of getting things going. So I feel good about that. I'm working on stuff like hard. But I am hard on myself in terms of I feel like I should have... I could have done this earlier and so I should have done it earlier and then Mm. I could have done it even earlier. And so aren't I a failure for not having done this when I was 17?
1: (laughs) But you wouldn't... It wouldn't be the same. It would be 17-year-old you writing what 17-year-old you thinks you want to write about.
0: I... Yeah. I definitely think... I struggled to see how I could have taken a different path than I did. Mm. Which in a sense, does give you some solace in that I don't have the pain of looking back and thinking, oh, I could have went this other way. Like, I really felt like I needed to go the way that I did. And in some cases, I got shunted onto the path that I ended up onto, sometimes for the better. So, yeah, there's not really much more to say over there than let's get it going, girlfriend.
1: Girlfriend let's get it going give me the topic okay so i'm gonna bust a no
0: (laughs) i don't know what to say about that. when
1: we do the podcast it's like i turn into a teenage boy (laughs) only when we do the podcast though how
0: unladylike of you Uh, to issue forth that vulgar statement yeah okay so this article is
1: <laughs> so cute. Oh my god.
0: I always start off You're with like, the exact okay, same so. <laughs> wording for some reason. This article has actually been kind of queued up for like two episodes now.
1: But we're such talking little. Yeah, I don't have a.
0: Where, where were we Just, going? I don't
1: know. It's like Chatty cafes, but I was trying to find like a talking one and it didn't quite. Okay. Talking Tommy's. Talking Timmy's. Sure. Talking. Tabithas. Talking Tabithas, Has yeah. there
0: ever been a human being called Tabitha? I Yes, feel like Tabitha. It's was, always cats.
1: Wasn't that her name from Genie, the Genie, you know.
0: You having a stroke?
1: The Genie chick with the twitchy nose. Then that was Bewitched. Are they do different shows.
0: This was before my time, I'm afraid. There
1: was like a show where she's like a witch, right? Could be witch. And then I think there was a similar show, I Dream of Genie or something. And in one of those shows, someone is called Tabitha.
0: Okay. Now that we've got that on the record, yeah. stated definitively. So yeah, I, I did mean to, this article is now like, several months old hmm. because i wanted to talk that about doesn't it beforehand. Matter. we're
1: not like a news yeah show. i'm just
0: saying that's why yeah. i've it's not like i just saw it yesterday <laughs> but anyway i saw it on someone's twitter feed i think which is why it's on cnbc's website <laughs> not one that i frequent habitually peruse in peru with my shoes
1: don't even try it
0: made of glue
1: why are your shoes made of glue?
0: Because I was trying to follow a snaking rhyme pattern.
1: And it, does, you, when you start making shit up, like my shoes were made of glue, that's when you know you've gone off the rails.
0: But if your shoes are made of glue, then you don't have to worry about tripping over once you're off the rails.
1: Because you're, you're going to be glued to the ground. Yeah. But you can't move forward.
0: But what if it's some type of special high-tech glue where it has like electrodes in it and w- when you zap it with electricity it becomes non-adhesive so you can like walk on the ceiling you take a step and you're glued there and then you press a button so one shoe gets zapped and un-glued. okay i
1: like this i like this i was laughing at first thinking like oh my god <laughs> but then going, i sold you i'm insane but then you really bought me around
0: i'm practicing my pitch for shark tank pretty much Mr. Well, Wonderful, I know yes, you're going to like this one. But we
1: all know that they never actually accept good deals. Uh, like, they don't. Someone will come along with, like, a proper actual invention, like the woman with the solar-paneled solar fucking
2: barbecue. I know
1: it was solar panel barbecues, but what she wanted to do with the technology was, like, amazing. And the guy with the car, with the electric yeah. car, and
2: they no just one fucked it
1: off. And it's like, okay, my mum's fucking barbecue sauce, you'll buy, but... They were not yeah. buy this. it's
0: always like the sub story of like, this was my grandma's special cupcake mixture. Yeah. it's been passed down generation to generation. Oh it has so God. much meaning to me, and it's like that's great. But <coughs> like, you can't you can't do anything with this. You can't <laughs> patent it. There's so many cupcakes brands already. And yet they always already. buy it still. And but it's then so you it. Sh- it But then it zooms in on Laurie and there's like a single tier and she's like, I'll give you more than you're asking for because I really like female entrepreneurs like you.
2: Shut up.
0: Yeah. So annoying. Those are always the companies that get investments. All the random clothing brands... I've got a line of swim shorts. With
1: leggings, with patterns on them. Yeah. It's it's like, like, all right. right."
0: Well, this chick came (laughs) in with like some revolutionary new technology and they all tore her to shreds. Or if anyone ever comes in with any kind of like supplement, Mark Cuban doesn't think that supplements exist. He thinks that the whole industry is just wholesale snake oil salesmanship.
1: I recently found, I didn't know this, but it's totally like on fucking brand. He had like a website where I guess you could like um you could like put in your what the vitamin or the supplement is and it would tell you like it would analyse it in some way. I can't remember. Anyway, apparently it's gone downhill now because I don't know why. Um but (laughs) we
0: have so little information about the story.
1: (laughs) But it's because recently I was looking for biotin supplements for my hair and it's so expensive. It's really just so expensive, and yeah, it made me think of it when you were talking sure. about supplements.
0: The thing I always hate as well is sometimes people will come in and you can they'll stumble over their words, and you can tell they're like super nervous. Oh, I hate this, which is totally understandable.
1: Not that they're stumbling over the words. I hate what you're gon- the thing that you're going to say that they do. Right. is what I hate.
0: And then you, one of them, usually Mr. Wonderful, yeah. will just openly muck them to their yeah. face. He'll go,
1: don't worry, this is only the most important part of your life or whatever. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. And I know, I know it's TV. He but- has
0: kind of like this douchey persona. Um. But at the same time, that is a real person. And this really yeah. is the most important moment of their life.
1: It's so frustrating. Also, other things I hate as well. Is when they like say things like "you don't have a business, you have a product" or whatever. A good so product
0: what? can make a shit ton of money.
1: Exactly. They they have such stupid reasons for things. You're too early. You're too. Yes, some things can be too early, but it's like this guy has a million in sales. Get it? Take it. You're all dumb. I feel like they need to be infused with like some younger people. And I don't usually say that about things, but I really feel like they do because yeah. they're so out of touch. When, like, ugh, Robert's the worst.
0: <laughs> I love how this has turned into a Shark Tank podcast.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I used to love Robert, but he will, like, he's so out of touch. There'll, there'll be a be pro- I can't think of an example, but there'll be, like, a product, and he's like, I don't see the need for that. And I'm like, that's because you're fucking rich, and you don't have to do anything for yourself. Yeah. And that's why they need, like someone young who like is maybe only newly rich or whatever or is representing like a billionaire because they need we need some like in touch people
0: sure and they all have cheat codes that you gradually figure out like if someone comes in and says that their parents immigrated to America yeah robert, and that they pulled yeah. themselves up by their boot straps robert will just bend over backwards to give them Wheelbarrow is yeah. full of money.
1: If they say they went door to door selling, Mark will like you.
0: If they say how hard it's been as a female entrepreneur, Barbara. Or Laurie.
1: Yeah. If the if you have some kind of like um disability like dyslexia or something, Barbara will like you.
0: If you talk about how you tried to bring this clothing brand up and you really hustled and grinded and like no one believed in you, that's when you get Damon.
1: Yeah.
0: How weird is it that we know this show this well? Whereas, like, Mr.
1: (laughs) Wonderful will give money to things he doesn't even like, if if they make money.
0: Yeah. He's also way more free with making offers.
1: Yeah. Like I said, he sometimes just makes offers even when he doesn't like the company. But he's seen that they've made money. And sometimes he just likes to go up against the other sharks, I think.
0: He is the one who makes the most offers. Whereas some of them, especially the guest, quote-unquote, sharks they will hardly ever make offers like unless they're like head over heels about this company some of
1: the guests are so annoying
0: <laughs> they're not good mm. we always hate when the person who's coming to pitch clearly has like a predetermined time that they're going to break down in tears <laughs> and tell their sub story yeah. and then it cuts to the sharks and they're like stifling tears themselves and it's like Okay, like, I I understand what's going on here. Let's let's move this along.
1: Yeah. I hate it when, like, they go head-to-head with the shark. Like, they're practically arguing about, like, some, some point. But then the shark is like, take my offer. And it's like, why would you want to work with this person yeah. after what just happened happened? And I remember recently we were talking earlier about how they get interrupted and stuff when they're trying to, like, explain. And they will say something that's like, why didn't you say that earlier? And it's like, well, A, because you interrupted me ten times and you didn't let me get to the point. But there was a woman on recently, do you remember, when she was, like, she was, like, basically telling them off for, like, interrupting her and stuff? Yeah. And she, didn't she say to one of them, she was like, I don't want, like, I don't.
0: No, I know who you're talking about, and we did enjoy this moment, because it's so rare that they actually, like, stand Stand up for themselves. But at one point, the woman, the entrepreneur who came on, she she had basically got to the point where she was trying to hook Mark, Mm -hmm. and they were going back and forth. And at one point, Laurie, who we have a particular loathing for, and we especially detest the fact that when she says, I'm out... She does the same fake practice yeah, smile yeah. every time. Like, like this condescending smirk. I hate it so much. So anyway, this woman's bartering with Mark and then Laurie like interjects and says, well, I'm I'm out then. As if to be like, so there. And then the woman like doesn't even look over and she's like, "Huh, oh, okay. Yeah. And we enjoyed that and very much. it was
1: so good because Laurie couldn't believe that she was like, you know. She
0: had a look of disbelief, I tell mm. you.
1: Yeah, I hate it when she does that. She, so so many things that she does is just so annoying. At this point, she could do anything and I'd find it annoying. We've got past the point of, like, rationality yeah. when it comes to,
2: like... <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we've seen, like, whatever it is, ten seasons yeah. of this show. At a certain point, it just becomes, like, emotional catharsis uh-huh. to just hate one of them uh-huh. intensely, just direct all of your negative emotion towards the screen. The thing that always gets me kind of... A little bit like you mentioned, sometimes one of them, mostly Mark, because he knows he's the heavy hitter and he can kind of like throw his weight around.
1: I kind of both love and hate that he knows he's got that power.
0: He stays quiet a lot yeah, because he knows that when he comes in, it shakes the ground. But anyway, when he's like, here's my offer, there's no negotiation and you've got 24 seconds to take it or leave it. I almost wish that one of the entrepreneurs would finally say, listen, I've been working on this business for like 10 years. It is my life's work. The money from it feeds my family, keeps a roof over my children's head. Do you really think that I could ever trust you if you tried to force me into making a rash yeah. decision about this most important thing in my life just for the sake of more entertaining television?
1: I think people have said in the past, like, I'm not going to rush, but the part that where you said about, like, how could I trust you if you would try to, like, push me to do something so silly, like... Because it is, like, once they're in business together, if they had to make a decision about something and they rashly made a decision about it, Mark wouldn't be happy. So he's asking them to do something... That he wouldn't want them to do while in business with them. So, yeah, I agree with you. I do want someone to just be like, I'm going to decline your offer because I don't I don't want to work with you if you're going to rush me like that. Yeah. I'd rather them be a bit more like that, like, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I don't want your fucking business if you're going to be a fucking dick about it.
0: That's not how serious, rational people conduct yeah. business. And
1: I know it's TV, so it's like... It's more extreme and there has to be like an entertainment value. But at the end of the day, it is still people going. Yeah,
0: it's not TV for them. It's their livelihoods.
1: Yeah.
0: It's everything to them. Yeah. It's how they look after their families. I know we are kind of just ranting about all our pet <laughs> I do thieves. love Shark
1: Tank though. It's so...
0: I have a love-hate relationship Yeah,
1: with I it. really do like seeing like the new...
0: The thing I always rant about is that there's so little actual content in the show like there's so many recaps after like the ad breaks there's so many like tangential stuff of like look at this business that was on six years ago look how it's doing now and there's so many like reaction shots that that take up time
1: that's what i hate about um that type of american tv it's all like just recaps of stuff constantly repeat you see it and then you see it when it comes back and then they show you a preview of what's gonna happen and then you see the thing and then they show you a recap and then they show and it's yeah. like I don't need this much I I'm not gonna have forgotten what happened ten minutes ago.
0: When they show you a preview of what's gonna happen throughout the episode at the start of the episode, Mm. I'm like, I'm already watching your fucking show. (laughs) You've got me on the hook already. Stop selling. Like I'm here, I'm watching, you've got me, you've won. Let's just get on with the show.
1: Something you hate as well is you I feel like you hate more than me, is that on things like Shark Tank, they advertise other shows on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, Because they're really big advertisements. They cover right. up like a third of the screen sometimes. Because they have something here and then they have like a person. Like
0: I also sometimes say to you, because that show is like 20 minutes of actual content stretched across 40 minutes. If I had to watch that show with its like whatever free ad breaks, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't either. I really wouldn't watch it anymore. Just to get one last thing out. Like I feel like we've got a pinata doll of all (laughs) all the sharks and we're just stabbing them with all our criticisms but i hate when it comes down to the negotiation stage and the entrepreneur will come back with an offer that's like five percent less Mm. and then the shark will be like you're seriously going to throw this all away because you want to quibble over a few percentage points but they are the one that's holding out for the five percent
1: I know. I didn't understand that either.
0: And it means a lot more to the person whose business it actually is than you as an outside investor. And
1: I feel like the entrepreneur will, entrepreneur will rarely say, but you just did the exact same yeah. thing. But yeah.
0: Because 5% of a very successful business is a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Something I noticed as well, it's the same type of thing in terms of like the recaps. I watched like um, Whitney Waythor. What do they call it? My big... Ba- That did not come out right. My Big Fat Fabulous Life. So that's kind of like a reality show. And every time, I obviously, I don't watch it in America, so I don't watch it with ads. But every time you know they cut for like an ad, they show you like a preview of what's going to come up. And not only did they show you the previews constantly, sometimes when you actually get to that part in the show, all it is is what you've seen in the preview. So they've actually shown you that There's nothing more to see. It's not like a tease of what's coming up. It's just what's coming up. So it makes it even worse. And I'm like, why did I wait around for you to show me this again?
0: Yeah. They're just so desperate to try and keep you through the ad break Mm. that they want to give you that tantalizing glimpse. Mm. But I don't need you to act like the precogs from Minority Report and show me like a little Mm. glimpse of the future. I just want to watch the show as it unfolds.
1: And I mean, I already watched, like, last week's preview for this week. Why do I need to constantly be reminded? I'm here because I saw that preview.
2: Yeah. I
1: don't need ten previews, guys.
0: Yeah. Why Ooh, do we yeah. even watch TV, I Why ask we? you? Know. Well,
1: we don't really watch. Those types of things are the only things we watch that are actual, like... It's, like, the closest thing we watch to, like, live TV or whatever
0: gutter tv yeah. if you ask me
1: that's how true.
0: far we've fallen samantha <laughs> back in the day they used to watch shakespearean plays on the television oh, set
1: we did watch some shakespeare recently that's true
0: that's a thing that weirdly enough that film did romeo and julia at the start of the film it shows you for some reason like a preview like a of
2: news
1: report. Oh, what yeah. happens
0: throughout the film which was bizarre yeah
1: that was kind of bizarre Anyway. It was like when you go to watch a trailer and they show you a five-second tease from uh, the beginning of it. And it's like, yeah. but I'm about to watch the trailer, guys. When
0: it's like the, the brief, fleeting, like, mini-trailer before the trailer. Yeah. That's so inexplicable. I literally don't even watch trailers for things that I actually care about anymore. Or I try not to. Like, when I know that, for example, a game that I'm super excited for... The Last of Us 2. Mm. The first game is a masterpiece. It's one of my favorite games. It's just spectacular in every way. I am going to buy The Last of Us 2 Mm. the day it comes out. I don't need to watch any trailers to get myself hyped for it. Because then I'm just going to spoil things about the game for myself. Whereas I could just go in totally unaware of any of that stuff and get more enjoyment out of it. So I'd rather just have that like modicum of (laughs) self-discipline And not watch those trailers and just dive straight in.
1: When the Twilight movies were coming out, like when like New Moon and Eclipse or whatever was coming out, I'm pretty sure I devoured every single thing that they released. Like they released teaser trailers and then they released several different trailers and then they released TV spots, which is basically just snippets of the movie. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And, and then they then, released the
0: weird international, like, Chinese yeah. trailers.
1: And then by then you've seen so much of the movie. And it's even worse now. They show you, like, the end in the mo- in the yeah. trailer. Uh, I'm pretty sure by the time Breaking Dawn came out that by the time I watched the first trailer and then I tried not to watch anything else because I, know what, I knew what was going to happen, obviously, because of the books. But you don't know how they're going to do right. it. And so I tried to, like, you know, keep some of it. So sometimes I do that. If I start watching a trailer and I think this looks like a movie I'm going to want to watch, I don't make it to the end of the trailer because I know at some point they're going to have shown me the like the progression of the movie throughout they the trailer. They show you
0: the plot yeah. of the film in chronological order do, in some trailers. Yeah. It's as if they've recut the film into a two minute version. Yeah. It's incredible.
1: It's really weird. We don't need that. Yeah. I know it's harder and harder to get people to see movies, but. Yeah, I feel like in some cases you're giving the person the reason why not to watch the movie because you've shown them the whole movie in the trailer. Do
0: you remember how back in the day, sometimes for, like, really big special films, the trailer would have no footage from the actual film? It would be its own thing?
1: Like, I kind of know what you mean, yeah.
0: Like, sometimes they might, like, shoot, like... It's weird to call it a short film, but they would shoot a thing specifically for the trailer.
1: Yeah, I feel like I know what you mean. I
0: really like that a lot. And now that's dead as a dodo, as far as yeah. I can tell.
1: Yeah, I can't remember any like any specific films Like I did.
0: That I feel for. like maybe it's still a little bit prevalent in video games where they'll show you a CGI trailer. Well, sometimes it will be in-game engine, which is like a whole weird distinction. But they'll show you something which gives you an idea of the story and the setting and the atmosphere. But it's not actually from the finished game. It's
1: not video game footage. It's like a movie. It's like like an animation. It just gives you the
0: feel and it gives you like a sense of what it's going to be. And I much prefer that than just showing me 15 seconds from each Mm. level of the game put to some dubstep i don't need that because i'm going to play the game
1: i like the idea of almost like having some kind yeah it's kind of like having like a um like a prologue yeah wait is a prologue the before
0: prologue is is before epilogue so it's
1: almost like a trailer is like a prologue instead so you're setting it up but you're not actually giving anything away i like that idea that's the best way to do it yeah
0: so, <laughs> get him back on track. Me I like it. our little tangents, though.
1: Yeah. They lead places sometimes.
0: Sometimes places that endanger you mentally. Can you imagine if we... Help. <laughs> <laughs> if Is hypnotism a real thing?
1: I don't know.
0: <sighs> Can a hypnotist... Like could you be listening to a podcast and then halfway through it cuts to like someone hypnotising you?
1: I don't know if you can hypnotize people like legitimately like that. I don't know if you have to be in the same room. Yeah. I don't know if I believe in it because obviously the hypnotism that you get um exposed to is like those kinds of like you know. Stage Paul shows. McKenna type things where it's like, are they really like are they just doing this for like TV or like whatever? But there are, like, real therapies that that use hypnotism. Stop smoking. So I'm guessing on some level they work. But I think you have to be the type of person that is open to it. Yeah. Because if you're not, then I think your mind can kind of overpower it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know too much about it.
0: It's obviously real in that the phenomenon of a professional hypnotist controlling someone on stage does happen. But there is obviously that ambiguity about whether that person is just extremely susceptible to someone Uh. controlling them. Whether them being up on stage in front of all these people with the pressure on them to do what is expected of them to do Mm. is what's actually influencing them or not. But in a sense, it does kind of check out the idea that someone could tap into your subconscious And influence you to do things that you're not really aware of.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's as extreme and blatant as like, once you've hypnotized someone, you can all of a sudden just click your fingers and they'll go to sleep. I don't think it's quite like that. And I don't think it's quite like now stand up and pretend to be a chicken. Right. I think it's more like the way they do it, they're suggesting you do something, like when you quit smoking. They're making you associate smoking with something really horrible. And then they're basically, like, trying to retrain your your thought process so that when you think about wanting to smoke, you're repulsed by it instead of having the craving of smoking. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't think it's quite as blatant and as extreme as as the first It's so part.
0: hard to know whether any of this stuff is real. I
1: think you'd have to go and get it yourself to know.
0: But even if it works on you, that doesn't mean that the actual, like, strict idea of hypnosis is real.
1: Yeah, it depends on what you get them to do. If you say, I want you to, like, hypnotize me and make me do silly shit. But you. In the safety of this room.
0: By asking them to do that, you're betraying the fact that you are, on some level, very willing to do that.
1: No, because I think you could say, Look, I really don't believe that this is going to work. But if it's, this is really possible, then you can get me to do silly shit. So you could go into it like that.
0: Yeah, it's a weird one. There's obviously some truth to it. It's not like homeopathic medicine, where it's just total bogus snake oil. But how did we get down this?
1: I don't know. I don't know why you brought up hypnotherapy.
0: Yeah. They can't all be charlatans surely
1: yeah i don't think it's a case of like you have a power to hypnotize you learn how to hypnotize it's not like when people say they're a medium and they're clearly lying (laughs) it's like
0: (laughs) i'm feeling a presence you had an aunt right what was her name jenny no oh did it begin with a with a with a j
1: yes judith (laughs) like you know yeah I think it's something that you learn, because it's hypnotherapy, so I think it's something that you learn just like you learn other sure. things. But yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Ten years later. Yeah.
0: This article is entitled, Japanese scientists just used AI to read minds, and it's amazing. <laughs> a bit of a BuzzFeed title, if I do say yeah. so myself, but I'll forgive you, Catherine Clifford.
1: I don't name check her.
0: Well, I mean, she she's not like in the witness protection program. Yeah, well. She's a journalist who has a byline, <laughs> not betraying her confidence. Yeah. I kind of like, for whatever weird reason, when someone's name is the same letter for the first name and the surname.
1: Like Sarah Silverman?
0: Yeah. There's something very pleasing about it.
1: Yeah. That's like, when I was thinking about names for my book, I remember like a long time ago, it might not have even been for this story, it might have been for a different story. I had like a name that was like SS or something. I don't know if it was SS, but it was like two... To
0: and it was like a neo-Nazi character?
1: What is wrong with you? And it was like...
0: We were all thinking it, okay? But I
1: was like, this is like that one of those perfect names that people come up with. Those two
0: perfect names. Yeah. Every action hero is always like John Smith.
1: Because uh, isn't that in in the Marvel universe, isn't there always a Peter Parker or, or whatever? There's always someone with a... Right. To... What do we call it?
0: It's... There is a word for it. I I've got so many terms swirling about in my my head.
1: There are quite a few because I remember before reading on Twitter there was like someone had like listed them all.
0: I've got it right on the tip of my tongue. It's one of the one of those words like assonance. I can't I can't remember. But anyway.
1: But either way, yeah. So I was like, I can't do that because that's like this is clearly a made up name, you know.
0: Yeah. Ugh.
1: I don't think I know anyone with the same initials. The funny thing
0: is, the worst example of this in recent times is one of your not favorite, but you like Fifty Shades of Grey. And the male character in that is Christian Grey.
1: Yeah, but they're not the same. And
0: her name is Anastasia Steele. I mean, get the fuck out of here. I
1: don't see, I don't know what you're trying to point out.
0: Oh, okay. Sure. Why not?
1: I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to point out.
0: Are you being serious? Yes. Anastasia Steele.
1: It's not a good name. No, it's not. So I don't understand what... But it's
0: like one of those two perfect names. And his name is Christian Grey. But it's
1: not a good name. So how can you say it's too perfect if it's not a good name?
0: This has been a fruitless (laughs) dialectic.
1: (laughs) Also, it's not one of my fate. Like, I don't... Let's not get into (laughs) it.
0: I love how you try and walk back.
1: Let's not get into it. I haven't read the books.
0: Your long-standing love for this franchise.
1: Get out of here. I like the movies, but I haven't read the books. Sure. I don't want to read the books.
0: But you've read the original source material, which yes, is even more yes, hardcore. Yes,
1: yes. But that's because it was Twilight fan fiction. So I was really reading about Edward and Bella, wasn't
0: I? Right. Sure. So. Uh, the lies we tell ourselves.
1: Moving on.
0: <laughs> fan fiction. You know what?
1: Don't shit on fan no, fiction. No, I, I
0: wasn't. It. It just re- I don't know why, but it just reminded me how so one of my my favorite film is The Matrix Mm. I fucking love The Matrix we've talked Mm. about this before and they released a game an online MMO called The Matrix Online I really wanted to play it at the time in Mm. fact I actually bought it and this was back when I was like 12 and the only computer we had in my house was my mom's laptop which probably would have struggled to play it anyway but i was super excited i put the disc in i installed it and i was going through the whole setup process and i didn't realize at that time because i was young and i didn't really play games on pc that at a certain point it was going to ask me to input credit card details mm. because it's like a monthly bill and so i i went to my mom like hat in hand and i was sheepishly like Mom, like it's, it's asking me to like. I need like card details and like it's installed and it's like ready to play and like I really can I can we just like and maybe like you can take some money out of my like pocket money or whatever. And she was just like, "No, I'm not. Gi- I'm not giving you my card details to put into this random thing." So anyway, I had to take the game back.
2: Oh, this is a, a, a
0: traumatic memory from my childhood. But later on in life, I went back and on YouTube. I watched the cutscenes from this game mm. and they were significant because it was actually counted by the Wachowski siblings as lore, like canon. I like, this is part of the Matrix universe. What happens in this game is real. And, you know, spoiler alert, but Morpheus is in the game mm. and he gets killed in one of the cutscenes. And if you go online and look up this cutscene as a Matrix fan it will break your fucking heart because the animation and the graphics in the cutscenes from this game are so unbelievably bad like it's so shoddily done and it looks so terrible and it's like this 20 second cutscene with no voice acting where he gets killed by like this other janky figure And he he gets shot and he goes down and he's dead. And that is, like, the canonical depiction of this main character from this franchise I love getting killed off. And the fact that it's just so... What's the word? It's just so bad and tawdry. just breaks my little fanboy heart. And my point is, I fucking wish that that was somehow, like some fan made game or like it was not counted as canon
1: but because it was in the movies can't you just tell yourself it's not canon i mean because it wasn't in the movies
0: yeah i mean i i don't think of it in my like to me the story of the matrix is the films and then stuff like the comics and the animatrix and whatnot so yeah I, it's not hard for me to separate them in my mind
2: mm, once but
0: at the same time it is Technically, officially, yeah, like that is what it is.
1: Yeah, that sucks.
0: So just be glad you don't have to worry about things like that.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, imagine if Stephanie Meyer comes out with like a new, and it's like in the future or something, and someone's dead or whatever. That would suck.
0: Or like Bella, but she, she turns away from her her vampire side and wants to start a new life as a housewife. She is a housewife. She's a vampire housewife, though. And that somehow makes it exciting. (laughs) If you take traditional gender roles and add some kind of mythicality, like werewolves or vampires, then, you know, modern, quote-unquote, feminist women will eat it up, apparently.
1: Making fun of me.
0: I'm giving you a spicy hot take, as Mm. the kids say on Twitter.
1: Do they say that?
0: I'm giving it to you (laughs) low-key. As they also say I don't think you know what that means I don't know what many things mean
1: (laughs) You're funny It's weird how they continue some things In like other forms I know sometimes it's a case of They want to keep telling the story But they don't Like, if it's a TV show and they get cancelled and they want to continue in terms of, like, comic books or whatever. Right. But I feel like, at what point were they saying they were not allowed to make any more Matrix movies? Do you know what I mean? Unless, of course, like, the actors didn't want to come back.
0: But they also cost, like, tens of millions of dollars.
1: I just find it kind of weird. I mean, there are... I was a huge Buffy and Angel fan, and there are Buffy comics where weird fucking shit happens. (laughs) like
0: is it is it canon
1: it's canon oh god and it's like i didn't read the comics but i read i remember recently not recently like last year after i did a rewatch of the both the shows i remember reading like a all the weird shit that happened it was like a list like a buzzfeed type thing all the weird shit that happens in the Buffy comics um yeah
0: yeah but at the same I understand what you mean. It can sometimes be frustrating when they branch out into, like, a bunch of different things. A, because it's hard to follow along with. Like, maybe you're not a fan of comics or not a fan of whatever it is, like, webisodes. Mm. And so you don't, like, keep up on it. But it is technically, like, a real part of the story. Mm. But at the same time, it can be a way to give, like, beloved franchises, like, a new life. The example that springs to mind for me is I love Firefly, as any self-respecting geek
2: does,
0: (laughs) to put it plainly. And obviously that show gets cancelled, it gets a movie, and then it doesn't have any hope of getting any like big screen continuance. But they come out with a bunch of comics and graphic novels to like flesh out some of the backstory and like side things. I have a bunch of them on my shelf. I'm looking at them right now. That stuff to me is cool because it's like, this is the only thing that we can have now. Yeah. So it's something. Something is better than nothing if you really love
2: yeah.
0: that
1: property. I'm saying all that, but it's definitely more like, like she, because like, there were graphic novels made, I think, of Twilight and New Moon. I don't think they made them of any of the others. Um, If she were to like say, like, I gave permission for them to, like, do a graphic novel and I gave them a, like, a short, basic story, then I, w- I would read it and I would <laughs> obviously see it as canon. Yeah. But it would I, it would be so different transitioning from full books and movies to, like, something like comics where I'm not into comics. Like, I like the idea of comics, but whenever I've tried to, like, look – like, I have the Twilight yeah. graphic novel on the so, – like – I can't imagine getting out of them anywhere near near as much as you do out of, like, a book. It's just hard for me. It's definitely not a medium I I am into. But I definitely see the value of, like, continuing things, whether it's canon or not, because obviously I delved into the fan fiction world because I wanted more, you know?
0: even if it was unofficial yeah. and illicit.
1: And it's funny because in the fandom there's that that like you know meme of like sometimes not remembering whether something is canon or whether it's just from fan fiction because there's so much fan fiction and you've read way more of that than the four books.
0: The lines do get blurred. And I I don't know. To me
1: There's also, like, sorry, this is important and it it attaches to what I just said. Okay. There's also, like, canon in fan fiction, if you know what I mean, where it's an unwritten rule of, like, this always happens in everyone's fan fiction, even though there's a million different authors and a million different stories. So there becomes, like, this kind of, like... Law and this kind of like canon within fan fiction
0: but that's because that's what the fans want yeah, yeah they yeah. wish that this could have happened yeah so that makes sense it's like a all these people are thinking alike
2: yeah
0: i now i'm thinking about it though i don't really like when that like extra stuff tries to show you too much or tries to take control of like important parts of the canon. The obvious one The the most grievous one is the thing I just referenced With Morpheus' death being shown In a fucking video game cutscene But and There are other things as well Like there's a Firefly I don't know how to Describe it It It's like a retrospective Book I'm looking at it right now on my shelf I don't know what you like call a it It's like guide We have, yeah. I have
1: Twilight ones
0: and there's a short story in there about
1: written by who?
0: Just by someone, I guess, just some writer that they obviously commissioned to do it. And I forget exactly what it is because I it's been a long time since I read it. But Malcolm Reynolds, who is hmm. the main character, Nathan Fillion, it shows him either like as a really old man, and he's like this crotchety old loner who like lives alone. And I think maybe it shows it says when he dies or whatever, I don't like when that extra stuff, that tertiary stuff, takes it upon itself to show you something like that, like to say when a character dies or show how they die. Because once that becomes cemented, Like there could have been another Firefly film Mm. which shows him as an old man and then they could have done it.
1: Was that supposed to be canon?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure this short story thing is canon.
1: Which is odd since it's like not a writer from the show and it's not just Whedon, it's just...
0: I think it's canon anyway. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but I think think It it
1: would be if it's like an official thing.
0: Yeah. But I, I, it's not even just like that stuff that's really on like the, the fringe where it's like... This is just a random thing in a book we put out. I, an exa- Another example that jumps to mind, and this is a weird one because the character is kind of an empty shell. But one of the Halo games, Halo ODST, the character you play as is, as usual for this type of game, a mute. Everyone just refers to you as the rookie. You're kind of just like an avatar for the player. You see all these other characters doing what they're going to do, and you see the action play out. But it is technically like a real person in that world. And then I found out later spoilers, if you really care about the expanded Halo lore, (laughs) but they kill him, they kill that character off in one of the books that they put out. And even though I had no attachment to this character, because like I said, it's just kind of like this this hollow shell that you get to occupy for the the course of the game. There was a part of me that was like, why are you going to do that in a book? Like in a book that hardly Mm. any of the halo fans are going to read apart from like Mm. the 1% of the 1% ultra, ultra hardcore. Like, why are you going to like close off that avenue forever? I just don't, in principle, I don't like that.
1: This reminds me of what you told me the other day about lost spoiler alert. If you're like watching it on Netflix or whatever, um, How they didn't explain the reason for the numbers in the show, but they explained it in... What did they explain it in?
0: They call them ARGs, which stands for Alternate Reality Game. They're basically...
1: How did you get access to this game? What
0: ARGs are, they're usually used as a promotional tool before something comes out, like a film or a game... It's basically a scavenger hunt where you have to go to, like, these websites and, like, decode things. Maybe someone has to go to, like, a real physical location in real life and, like, find something taped to the underside of a pay phone. Like, there's all these different things where, like, the hardcore community of fans, like, follows this paper trail, like, picking up little pieces of lore about whatever the property yeah. is. And then at the end, you get to, like, some payoff and you find some cool shit out. <sighs> So that's what it was for for lost. It was an ARG for lost.
1: And I was saying to you, what? There's got to have been like one percent of lost than that viewers who did this. And so the 99% or more people who didn't do this just went on not knowing what the numbers meant. Yeah. I couldn't remember this because it's been so long since I watched it. I couldn't remember whether we found out what the numbers were or not. But I couldn't remember what they were, so I was guessing no. And you, and that's when you told me.
0: When in doubt. How
1: stupid is that? That's so stupid.
0: When in doubt, when it comes to lost, just assume that a question you wanted to know the answer <laughs> to wasn't answered.
2: Yeah.
0: And the same thing for, you know. I, Any number of shows, The Leftovers in particular. It reminds
1: me that I need to talk to my brother about that because I need to shout about it to someone.
0: I know you'd like to vent about the finale, but I think that would be too spoilerific for the podcast. Yeah, because it's
1: only been gone a year or less than a year. But
0: you have strong emotions of the negative sort about that. strong emotions. But to go back to the last thing, The Numbers was like one of the things that the fans really like glommed onto as like this is yeah. super cool well, and what were, does it mean it was
1: one of the first things wasn't yeah. it? it was one of the first mysteries of the
2: show
0: and it stretches throughout the show like hurley constantly uh, it's been a while since i've watched the show but hurley constantly comes back into contact with the numbers uh, so they obviously have some kind of like mythical like significance like some magicality to them if that's even and they
1: were the numbers in the hatch weren't
0: they 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 are inscribed on the hatch I think. no
1: aren't they the numbers oh
0: yeah the numbers that you have to input yeah yeah so anyway you go the whole show without finding out any real information about this or any kind of like at real definitive answer and then in this weird arg that they did as a promotional well, did they do it after vehicle, the
1: show or between a i'm season? not sure yeah
0: i'm not sure i would assume that they wouldn't do it after the show there's no point
2: Mm, They'd probably
0: do it, like, in between seasons to, like, hype the fans up. You basically find out, and this is a really cool idea, so I don't know why they didn't just implement it into the show and tell you there. But the numbers, you know, spoilers in case you want to, like, find this out for yourself organically. The numbers are a mathematical sequence that someone put together to predict when the end of the world is going to happen. And the Dharma Initiative, which is kind of like the mysterious Mm -hmm. antagonistic group in the show, their whole mission is trying to change one of these numbers because the numbers correspond to like a real life thing or phenomenon or whatever. Mm -hmm. They are trying to change one of these factors so that the end of the world will be delayed or hopefully evaded that's like a really cool explanation but why hide that away in like you said mm. something that's going to get seen by a tiny tiny fraction of the actual fans
1: i get that it's like oh we want to do something cool for like the hardcore fans to like do outside of the show but a why couldn't they have maybe just give them early access to it and then done it on the show yeah or, why couldn't they have done it with something other than the fucking numbers? Sure. That was like a mystery that everyone will always forever remember. Those numbers w- are always going to be in everyone's minds. Not that I can remember what they are, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, it just seems so
2: silly.
0: Yeah, canon is a weird thing when you think about it. Like it is in a sense an arbitrary line to draw like you were saying with the fan fiction thing where people struggle to keep the two worlds separate of like Mm. this is what was actually in the official books but then this is the stuff that happened on those stories online and they start to like intermesh together and you you struggle to remember which is which It just emphasizes how it is all just... It is all just made-up stuff, ultimately. And you're trying to keep it constrained Mm. in its own, like, individual realms. And it brings to mind how... I don't know if you know this, but when Disney bought Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise... Yeah. They made what was called the expanded universe stuff, non-canon. So that meant all the books... The Star Wars books and the comic books and the video games and all this other stuff that the fans had been consuming for decades and had, like, fallen in love with. Because it really, like, fleshed out the universe and gave them these cool new characters. I'm just going to say at this point that I'm not a Star Wars fan. Mm. So I'm talking as an outsider. It's not that I don't like Star Wars. I enjoy Star Wars. I'm just not, like, like a a fan. You're
1: not a fanboy. Yeah.
0: When Disney came in, they basically said, we want to have somewhat of a blank slate when it comes to this, like, external stuff. So we want to start again. And so all that stuff that was canon is no longer canon.
1: Was that before the third trilogy?
0: Yeah, Disney came... Like, the newest films, the third trilogy, Disney bought the franchise and then started doing them.
1: Okay.
0: So, yeah. And... On various podcasts and other things, I've heard people decrying this decision. This was a couple of years ago now, obviously, but I still remember it. And it's so weird to hear people make these arguments of all of those books I read and all those comics and all these awesome storylines and characters that I became like super enamored with that was now all pointless. Like, I, that, what a waste of time that was. Like, yeah. Disney has retroactively made that time I spent as a kid enjoying this stuff completely worthless and pointless. How dare they? And at the same time, I can't help but feel, like, why are you worrying about this arbitrary designation of what is and is not canon going forward? It's ultimately all just stories that people have made up. So, if you enjoyed those stories, which have now been exiled into the Neverworld, you can just go on thinking, like, I enjoy that story. Yeah. Why do you now try and beat yourself up of, there was no point in me reading this? It's now worthless.
1: I get it on both sides. In terms of, like, not liking it, I understand, because it's kind of like when, when writers retcon things.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's
1: kind of like... for eight say if it's like um a tv show that's been on like 10 seasons for eight seasons we've believed that this has been the backstory but now you've decided to like throw something in that no one knew about and it's just a way to push the story forward and some people hate that but I see it as more like well if you want the show to continue we have to have new ideas And part of that is retconning a little bit. Sure. Like, and so I don't really mind that stuff. So I think if it was me, I would be able to go on being like, okay, it's a clean slate or whatever. But I guess for Star Wars, because there's so much time between each trilogies and whatever, there's so much material probably. And now they started the new trilogy and it's like, actually, all that stuff we've learned these past few years isn't real. Yeah. So I kind of understand it. I can understand it from both sides.
0: Why it was so important to those fans, because between the trilogies, the the first two trilogies, this was all they had. Like, these books were their only glimpse back into the Star Wars universe, quote unquote. And that's why they have that added attachment to it and that sense of possessiveness and defensiveness of it. But from my perspective, if that happened to a fandom that I really cared about, it in a sense I would be a little bit annoyed. But at the same time, I enjoyed those stories. Like it doesn't mm. retroactively erase that enjoyment yeah. and that satisfaction and whatever like I gleamed from that particular act of storytelling. I can still keep that in my head of I love that book and it was great. I don't need, like, Mr. Disney's permission to think that it was worthwhile or important. But
1: when you watch the new movies and they do something that they couldn't possibly do if that book was a part of canon, I guess you've got to see it from that point of view. Yeah. It's like, no, you couldn't do that because in that book, the thingy thingy was destroyed. <laughs> so how could you blah, blah, blah? And such and such is dead. But Your now head they're explodes. Here, like... It messes with the whole thing that you've, like, come to believe.
0: But again, it's all made up.
1: Also, I know. So,
0: at a certain point, like, you have to kind of just let go of trying to, like, enforce these rules on it. No, it has to be perfectly Mm. coherent and consistent.
1: Also, some people hate fan fiction. And by saying that all those things are now not canon, it essentially becomes fan fiction. That's true. And so... You know, that's not going to sit right with some people.
0: Well, they need to get over their irrational I know, but it is aversion it is. to quote unquote fan fiction. It is what
1: it is.
0: Like, it was Silly already mode. just fan fiction. They just got paid to do it by the actual people, and then it got the rubber stamp of canon. Yeah. Like, it's all just fan fiction if someone other than the original creators is adding on to the story or the universe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At this point, I'm putting my foot down. We're getting back to this. Okay, so article title again, just to refresh your memory Japanese scientists just used AI to read minds, and it's amazing. I will credit them, I have to say, with the fact that there's no exclamation mark after amazing, Ooh. which I think slightly redeems the clickbaity title.
2: Yeah. Although,
0: to again, to be fair, it is amazing. So it's not really hyperbole.
2: I feel
1: like if you're someone in this day and age who really trusts a headline, then you're insane. You'd
0: have to be pretty naive at uh, this point. What do you mean these aren't really the seven secret cures to cancer that doctors hate? (laughs) Okay. So basically, these Japanese scientists, they had these test subjects look at a bunch of images photographs and then they scan their brain activity with mri machines and then they fed that data and that data alone into what is called a neural network which is a type of ai artificial intelligence which can learn from its mistakes and so it doesn't need the actual scientists or the technicians themselves to manually show it how to improve it knows how to learn from its own mistakes it has like that degree of self-awareness and that degree of an ability to self-improve it knows the right path to go forward in order to keep getting progressively closer to its goal in that sense it's like the ultimate autodidact and of course it's making whatever it is millions of computations a second so this is some Scary, high-tech shit, basically.
1: And where are these machines?
0: What do you mean, where? Like, Area 51? Like,
1: who is doing this?
0: This is, like, the cutting edge of AI research. Okay. So it's AI researchers at places like MIT. Okay. Probably private companies like Google and whatnot. Okay. But this is, like, the latest... So they fed this brain scan data into these machines and basically got them to figure out what the image was that the test subject was seeing. And And these
1: were like brain scans? Yeah. Okay.
0: And I showed you the the diagram, the chart. This technology is still in its most primitive state. So when they are shown, for example, a picture of a cricket... And then you see the various attempts that the AI arrived at to try and figure out what this person was looking at. It kind of looks a bit like a blurry, out-of-focus, kind of like deformed cricket if you really squint at what it came up with. So, yeah, you have to emphasize that this technology is still at a very, very early stage.
1: But it's clear within each picture that they got there.
0: Yeah, like it had a sense of like what was going on it just doesn't have perfect clarity and like precise detail
1: maybe if you had a problem with your eyesight (laughs) that's what it looks like you could still see some yeah you can't see all
0: and then it's also important to point out that they they replicated this experiment but with the test subjects instead of staring directly at the image and then having their brain scanned They also did it where the test subject was taken away and then asked to imagine the image in their mind, and then the the brain scan was done again.
1: Which one was better? I can't remember. The
0: first one, because when you try and picture an image, it's obviously not a perfect reproduction of what you actually saw. So if you look at when the AI tries to figure out what those latter category are, It's basically like blurry squiggles, like it really struggles. Like there's maybe just like the slightest hint of what the thing actually was. So yeah, there's caveats here. And like I said, it's all very early. But this is ultimately a machine that is able to read what's in someone's mind. Mm. And there was a paragraph in this news story that really caught my attention talking about the potential applications. And so, the visualization technology would allow you to draw pictures or make art simply by imagining something. Your dreams could be visualized by a computer. The hallucinations of psychiatric patients could be visualized, aiding in their care. And brain-machine interfaces may one day allow communication with imagery or thoughts. And so when you really think about how this technology, once it's, like, much more advanced or even perfected, could change not just society but, like, the way that people on an individual level interact, the implications are mind-boggling. So I wanted to talk about what you think about that. (laughs) What ideas you have about how this could be cool.
1: I'll never forget when I was younger seeing something or I doubt it was something I read maybe someone said it on TV or because I remember being quite young this idea that in the future we'd be able to record our dreams sure and I've always remembered that as like something that would happen in the future there'd be a way to record your dreams. I don't know how, but...
0: Were you looking forward to it? Yeah. Was it tantalising? I
1: am like a very vivid dreamer. I have lots of dreams and lots of nightmares. I have lots of recurring dreams and recurring nightmares. I often have several a night... We've talked about this on the yeah. podcast before. Um, and so the idea that I might be able to, like, get those down... Also, have a lot of weird dreams, and sometimes you can't remember them all, but you know they were really weird. So, I just like the idea that you might be able to do that one day. So, when you said that, like...
0: That is the one that really catches your attention first.
1: Yeah. Also, the art thing, I guess. Can you imagine the new, like, I'm air quoting this, (laughs) art that would pop up from people who can't draw or paint, but... They have access to these machines. And so it's like, this is the... They'd be like gal- galleries dedicated to it. Sure. This is the art created by blah, blah, blah. Like, can you imagine?
0: Because I can't draw at all. Yeah. But I can neither. create things in my mind, like visual... Yeah. Landscapes and whatnot. You'd be
1: able to make like a movie. Yeah, basically. Oh, my God. it just be... There'd be loads of like art housey type movies but just made from people's imaginations <laughs> where lots of weird shit is just sandwiched together and you don't really know what any of it means
0: everyone becomes cronenberg yeah. for a day or there'd be galleries it's for funny
1: that you're not like a movie person but you know sometimes the right things to say like how do you even know who cronenberg is i'm a
0: renaissance man
1: it's very odd <laughs> I find
0: I'm well versed in everything. Okay, what
1: Cronenberg movies have you watched?
0: That weird one,
1: one, Cosmopolis, right? That
0: you made me watch because yeah. it
1: had Robert Pattinson. I don't in it.
0: appreciate you trying to dissect this <laughs> this reference that I slyly dropped in. I wanted to just leave it there and walk away, confident and proud. Do
1: you know what I think it is sometimes? It's like, it's like I can't. I can't.
0: You need the brain machine so you could yeah, just show me.
1: I need the brain machine. I, can't, I don't know. I don't even... <laughs> it was one of those thoughts that you just can't articulate. So I understand.
0: Matter. That's why you need, That's it why to we need the brain be beamed machine. right into my mind.
1: Oh, my God. Imagine, like... Could it write for you?
0: Of course. If you could imagine the words...
1: Wow. But I, The thing is, I don't know what I'm going to say in terms of my writing. I don't know what I'm going to say until I start typing. Sure. I'm that type of writer. I mean, there are times when I have, like, ideas and I think that's good. Or I think of something specific I want to write about, like a memory or a feeling or something. But in terms of actually putting the words together, I don't know until my fingers are on the buttons. Do you know what I mean? It just
0: flows out of you. It's
1: like I could never... You know how some people, like, as they get old, but they're still authors they dictate to someone and they write it for them. I couldn't do that. I couldn't speak my words. I can only (laughs) write them. That's why I have trouble writing with a pen or a pencil because it doesn't come out the same. I agree. I can only write on like a computer or my phone. And my phone took a while. It didn't come out the same. And then I found for a period of time, my words would only flow properly on my phone, so my thumbs. <laughs> and I couldn't get them to flow properly on the laptop because I spent so long writing with my phone.
0: You get Isn't attuned weird? to those different forms of yeah. output.
1: Like, I couldn't say to you, and then blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not how my writing works. I understand. Whereas I feel like you could, because your writing's different to mine.
0: Possibly. It... Writing is obviously very different from just speaking extemporaneously in that it's slower. You have time to deliberate between potentially each word if you want.
1: Writing comes out like this. Yeah. It's like streams of like words that you...
0: And it's much more polished and it's much better because there's no pressure on you. You're just putting it down onto a private page.
1: I'm much more articulate on the page.
0: that's what I was going to say. It's very rare that you find someone who sp- even speaks as well as they write. Like, if they're just speaking in a free-flowing f- conversation. There are
1: some exceptions. There I'm are. I'm not going to name-check this guy, because there's that specific Oh, I'll name-check him. Okay.
0: Well, the first one that springs to mind to me is Christopher Hitchens, in that he was able to speak and write exceptionally well.
1: Oh, I was talking about the opposite
0: yeah, I, I know what example could... you're talking oh, okay, about. Hey, hey, hey. But my point is that he is the first one that springs to mind in that he was incredible in both forms. Yeah. Even not just in, I'm not talking just in speeches, I'm talking just when he was going straight yeah. off the cuff. That's a very rare ability. It yeah. takes a very specific, very rare skill.
1: The guy I was thinking of is the guy who is very good speaker.
0: I don't know why he keep beating around the bush. I'm about to say who he is.
1: Well, he's a very good speaker and you've read his book and you didn't think he was very good.
0: I don't appreciate you. Now it becomes like this finger pointing criticism.
1: It's not. You were just underwhelmed.
0: Okay. The guy you're talking about is Cody Wilson, Mm. who I don't want to get into the whole backstory. No. But I've enjoyed his work over the years. Let's just say his that
1: speaking.
0: <laughs> Not just that, but the things that he has yeah. done, the projects that he has put out into the world, and he is someone I really admire in terms of his ability to articulate himself verbally.
1: But also, we saw him.
0: Yeah, I went and saw. We saw him, him live. We saw London. him speak. Yeah, he is one of those guys that's just incredibly eloquent, and when he speaks, you can tell that he has. A very complex way of thinking about things like very multi-layered very mm-hmm. in-depth and it's very impressive I, I really enjoy listening to him speak and I bought his book came out like a year ago and I enjoyed it and it was good and it was well written but quite s- strangely because it usually doesn't happen in this reverse I found myself thinking that when he speaks, he's a lot more eloquent than when he writes. Yeah. And it almost never happens that way.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: That is the inverse of of what you usually see, even in people who are very talented, very smart. And it was very bizarre. It also could have been that he was trying for a different effect with his writing. Yeah. I don't know what it was like I said the book is still very good there's a lot of high level ideas Hmm. that he goes into that shows
1: I think also sometimes people have a vibe about them and you can't necessarily get that out in book terms but it's something that they they definitely have when you see them in person
0: but it's ultimately still just words like you saying words or writing words you're still expressing yourself in the same way but I understand what you mean there's some people write very formally mm. and so you don't get that sense of their personality whereas when they speak directly to another person in a conversation you really get to see all the different quirks and like what they're really like as a person
1: that has made me think of like if you say like you're a writer or whatever some people think that means you can write anything can you write this this paper for me can you write this whatever or whatever i was never good at writing academically i'm not that type of writer i'm more like i don't want to put it in a thing but it's just not something that i
0: yeah they're different muscles yeah
1: exactly it just made something you just said made me think of that
0: yeah i understand your point so yeah
1: and going back to (laughs) and going back to saying what started this was that like usually it's the reverse. Um when I said like I'm more articulate when I write, it's not because what of why you might think. Like some people might think, oh that's because you have time to think about what you want to say. But I don't that's not true because like I said, when I sit down to write it comes out faster almost faster than I can type. Right. So it's actually the opposite. I'm not having time to think about what I can want to say. And often, like when I'm on the podcast or whatever, you want to give your best. And so sometimes you overthink it. You you think, how do I want to say this? What do I want to say? And you try to stop to think about it. And that's when things get all messed up. Well, for me, at least, anyway. I know it's different for, like, you. You it's, like to think about what you want to say first.
0: And that also corresponds to my writing style. I'm not like you where it just kind of... Streams out. Streams out. Like, I take time between words sometimes i take time between sentences because i'm f- i think about how i want to formulate the next sentence before i start typing the first word of it and that's you know, there's obviously lots of different ways to yeah. approach it and we're different in that way but yeah i totally agree with you that if i had to try and dictate my writing to someone it just
1: it wouldn't flow the same
0: it wouldn't because i'm not as good at communicating out loud as I am mm. when it comes to just typing it out on a page.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's why I admire so much when someone is able to match those two things at a high level. But going back to this, this rise of mind reading robots, <laughs> which we don't have to worry about at all. No, by we the way. totally
1: don't have to.
0: How could this spiral out of control?
1: It's so scary because it. It's like when people say things like, oh, they had the thought of doing that illegal thing, but they didn't do it. You know what I mean? Whereas if like having the thought of doing, I'm just using an illegal thing as an example, but having the thought of doing that illegal thing becomes criminal because we have these machines. Like that's a fucking slippery slope because you get invaded by thoughts Not only, like, just regular people get invaded by thoughts, but people with depression and anxiety get invaded by thoughts that they can't control, that they don't ask for, they don't ruminate on, they just get bombarded with all these negative thoughts. And it's, like, the chemical imbalance that's causing that, you know? And obviously then you go into, like, other mental health problems, like more extreme mental health problems. And so it's, like, it's a worrying obviously this is like looking into the future where there's like a machine one of those machines in like every building
0: right
1: (laughs) this is like crazy ways
0: and the technology has been perfected
1: but it's like when this is perfected and they use it in like high-profile legal cases almost like the lie detector test like you know
0: well famously now the polygraph is no longer admissible because it's kind of antiquated and Easy to cheat.
1: It doesn't stop people trying to use it though, sure. and say, "Look, I took one." Like more recently, in terms of like all these like sexual harassment cases, there are several people I can think of who have been like, "I took a polygraph and I passed." Sure. It's like, okay, good job. Like we, you know, we know those don't aren't real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I I understand your point and. It is scary to think of the dystopian implications of this technology because people, I think it's easy to think like that would never happen here, like in England or America. And maybe it wouldn't happen in Western democracies where the idea of personal sovereignty and liberty is held up in high esteem. But I saw a thing the other day where in China, for example, they... are going to be implementing this idea of a social credit score where each individual person is going to be monitored in like a bunch of different ways. And for all your perceived misdeeds, for example, if you're late to work or you look at porn online or you buy junk food, whatever it is, like it could be anything. If you think about it, it's sin is in the eye of the beholder after all, but, for every infraction of that sort, your social credit score goes down and that can potentially have ruinous implications for your life. Like it'll be harder for you to get a job. It'll be harder for you to do certain things. But how do
1: they know?
0: Well, the Chinese government has like a surveillance state that we can barely fathom.
1: Like they but- can see what you're looking at. Mm,
2: this is scary. Yeah,
0: and so my, my point because of that is So if you can imagine the Chinese authorities having these mind-reading computers everywhere, like, like you mentioned, and then each individual citizen having to potentially worry about getting into trouble for literal thought crime. Like they think something disparaging about the leader or the party, and then they get hauled off to jail. And so everyone would have to... I guess it's impossible to make yourself think a certain way if you don't really feel that way. But they would have to at least try because they would be in constant fear of this invasion into what should be the private sanctum of your mind. They have to not only outwardly conform to what is expected of them, but also conform inside their own mind. That's some nightmarish stuff right there. I feel
1: like you go mad with the like trying to like think straight think clearly think only good things quickly get rid of the bad things that come into mind you would go mad honestly
0: like you were saying earlier if you did have this mind reading technology and for example just if you followed a random normal person for 24 hours if you looked at the contents of someone's mind over the course of a day they would seem like a madman. Yeah. Because you do have those random thoughts where they don't actually have any real correspondence to how you really feel. Like, if you're stuck in traffic and you're thinking like, oh, I wish I could just had a machine gun so I could spray all these people in front of me. It doesn't
1: mean you actually want to kill anyone.
0: Your brain is just when you're in those moments of idleness where you don't really have anything to concentrate on, your brain just keeps talking mm. like a chatty cafe and it just says things to say things.
1: It's not like in the movies when, you know, like there's that episode of Buffy where she gets injected by like some d- demon fucking juice or whatever. I'm and she not sure she, what to say about that. And she gains one of their powers. And one of their powers is that you can hear people's thoughts and so she, then they have a couple of scenes where she's hearing everyone's thoughts and it's not as like straightforward as, oh, I'm going to pick pick up an apple and eat an apple. It's not like that. It would be a bombardment of, bombardment?
0: That's a word. Oh,
1: I know, but I felt like I missed out a letter in there somewhere. <laughs> sure. Um. It would be a bombardment of all these words and fragments and pictures, and it wouldn't make any sense. It would be
0: jumbled and incomprehensible. Yeah,
1: and you would, it, you would feel in insane. Like you would think that that person was crazy.
0: Yeah, the implications for the legal system are interesting, in that instead of right now, like if you think about it, it's incredibly archaic, and imprecise for you to bring a witness in and sit them down with a sketch artist and say, tell me what the attacker looked like. And they have to, first of all, remember the face, which is going to be imperfect to begin with. Then they have to communicate what that face looked like to the sketch artist. And in the process of verbalizing it, you've got further inaccuracy. And then the sketch artist has to take that information and turn it into a picture. So you've got three degrees of remove from the actual real thing. Whereas in future, if you could just take that image from someone's mind Mm -hmm. like and have it look like a perfect CCTV still, you would get to a point where... No one would ever be able to commit a crime without a mask anymore.
1: Uh, I've never understood this whole sketch artist thing. Because even when I try to think, like, I know exactly what you look like. But I don't feel like I would be able to explain how what you look like. <laughs> <to a> sketch <laughs> art. I'd say, okay, he has a face. He's pale. He has a cute nose. <laughs> well, he has luscious lips
0: that I love to kiss. Yeah,
1: sometimes they're, like, really red from eating. Sometimes he has stubble, but that could look nothing yeah. like you. They ask weird questions like, <clears throat> "Is his face angular? Like, <laughs> does he have high cheekbones? Like, sure. does he have like a scar here and there?" An aquiline
0: there? nose. It's
1: like fuck off. I don't know what you're saying. Like,
0: well, I think they have computer programs where. It gives you like a visualization of a face, and then you gradually change each yeah, element to get closer and closer.
1: I, I'd, I'd honestly like to do that one day. Like to sit down with someone and try to explain the sketch, like the person, right. and then them sketch it. Because I really don't think it would come out anything like it's supposed to. Yeah.
0: So that could potentially be a beneficial application for it.
1: Yeah. I. Yeah, like someone was attacked. and visualise their face and then... Or even in
0: court, witness testimony could be you replaying that memory for this machine and then it shows it up there on a big TV for the jury.
1: But, of course, that's not perfect because we change our memories without realising.
0: In fact, more and more, apparently, the legal system is putting less of an emphasis on the trustworthiness of oral testimony, like what you remember really isn't as accurate as you think it is.
2: Mm.
0: So that's an interesting point. I do sometimes... I have... Maybe because it's something that I can't do. Like, talents that I don't have and I really don't think I could ever acquire. Like, playing a musical instrument is one thing that comes to mind. Or drawing. I really... I have an awe of them Mm. because they seem so strange and alien to me. Yeah. And when I see someone who's able to think of something and then put it down perfectly on a piece of paper or draw it on a graphic tablet, I do envy that a lot because it, it seems so impossible to me. So if there was this machine where you could just teleport it one to one straight there onto the computer screen, I think I would probably give the visual arts like a real go.
1: The three things that I really like envy and like wish I could like have are being speak being able to speak more than one language like fluently yeah um being able to play musical instruments and being and doctors <laughs> because of the amount of stuff you have to know yeah. and remember not only do you have to like say if you're a surgeon. That's, like, one step above, like, or not one step, but that's, like, steps above just the general doctor who knows how to, like, diagnose things. Because not only do you have to, like, know how to diagnose almost anything, obviously there are specialists, but if you're in, like, general surgery... Um. Not only do you know how to diagnose all these things, and you know all these names of things, and all these medications, and all these ways the body can work, but you also know how to cut it up,
2: right, and stitch and, and put it back
1: together. And it's just an insane amount of knowledge, sure, specific knowledge as well that can and can't be right. Like, like it's like maths in that there are certain things that can only happen if so if such and such comes together. But it's also, like, emotion in that it can fucking mess up and do crazy shit. Yeah. So you have to, like, you have to know both of those. It's just insane to me what type of mind can do that well.
0: I, I wonder, a potential application could be, you know, sometimes you... you And again, I'm referencing things like Grey's Anatomy here, because that's my (laughs) only insight into medicine. But when someone comes in and says, I have this blinding pain in my head and describes this like really strange, ambiguous symptom, maybe like in the future with these machines, you could just like show them on a monitor and they could get a sense of what's going on inside your head based on what it's doing to your mind.
1: Yeah. Because going back to, like, the pain I went to the hospital for, they kept asking me what type of pain it was. And to me, it felt like a very obvious, like, squeezing tight feeling. And sometimes you really can't, like, express what a feeling feels like. I remember when I, early on, when I was trying to figure out what this pain was, and it was kind of moving around a bit. It wasn't quite always there. Sometimes it was further down by my ribs. And, um remember going to the GP like ages ago and she and before I could even really express all of my symptoms she was like it's indigestion remember and I was like oh and then I realized I didn't really know what indigestion felt like and there's indigestion and heartburn and they're like very similar but different and I was like what are these things actually supposed to feel I feel like unless you felt them and it's definitely been told to you that's what it is so it's so hard to express like you know you don't
0: have a reference point yeah
1: it's like earlier and i mentioned this for a similar thing before you said about the raw feeling that you got in your throat is like when you've exercised in the cold that's how i right. always explain it and then you get that really kind of burning raw feeling it's very odd so maybe that would be a really good thing to use it for
0: Yeah, it's weird how nebulous and indescribable it is. But then my mind's going into some weird directions. You could have like art exhibits where someone with a rare condition or disease like shows visual representations of what it feels like to suffer that particular thing.
1: It'd be like people with schizophrenia. Yeah. They're actually seeing and hearing.
0: This is what it's like to have these voices in your head. Or in that same type of here's what it looks like when your mind is somehow altered. You could have artists. Like yeah, who specialise yeah. on this particular exhibition, all of these landscapes were created when I was on LSD or mushrooms or ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. I was say. That there's just so there's so many ways that this could be cool, and there's obviously so many ways yeah. that this could be truly terrible. I but, feel
1: like with all good things like that, though, it's going to get misused. Sure,
0: yeah. You know? Because there is no ultimately there will be no defense against it if someone mm. wants to use it in a nefarious way. Unless you wear, you know how Magneto in the X-Men yeah. universe, he wears that helmet yeah. so Charles Xavier can't read his mind? <laughs> maybe everyone will have, maybe the latest fashion will be wearing lead-lined caps so that the oh government can't God. read your mind.
1: This is scary and I don't know if the good will outweigh the bad because the bad that we've mentioned, like in China, for instance, where they're attached to it at all times and also here in the Western world using it for like in court cases, that's dangerous and it's not accurate because I know I have a million weird disturbing thoughts a day that don't mean anything. They don't mean that I want, you know, whatever to happen or I want, you know. It I may think
0: that I want to murder Ryan in his sleep yeah, 400 just, times a day, but I don't actually.
1: It just doesn't mean anything. Like, there would, I think, sometimes be clear, like, well, this clearly does mean something because he's plotting it out. <laughs> and he's gone and he's bought a machine him. That's different, though. And I feel like who is going to be deciphering between the right. real and the obvious just like weird occurrences you're going to have to have people really specializing in things in order for it to like
0: there's a a important ethical question i think for example right now when you get arrested by the police they take your fingerprints Mm. you can't refuse them taking your fingerprints they will physically force you if you try and defy them Are we going to get to a point where when there's like a really important case, like a murder trial, will they use that same logic to say that they can compel a potentially crucial witness to have their brain scanned yeah. so that they can pull that memory out of you? Are we as a society going to decide before then that no, what's inside my mind is sacrosanct yeah. and it is mine alone and I have to voluntarily agree to you going inside there invading it and taking what you want or are we not
1: yeah i feel like there there's, there, would have to be some kind of law because it, you can't go in and choose the compartment of what happened last night you can only go in and choose the compartment of this whole person's life right. And so I feel like there would need to be some law of like... They can't possibly try to go in to just extract this one thing because they would have access to lots of other things without my control. And so there would have to be some... Yeah, I think there would have to be some kind of law. But then obviously lawmakers and whoever's president and whatever, whatever... Different countries. Would try, yeah, would try to... Would try to have all that. Different
0: so mentalities about I don't,
1: that. I don't know that I like... I mean, this machine might get used in terms of, like, medicine, like furthering, like, medicine or whatever. But I don't know that I hope that it gets used across the board because it's terrifying thinking about it.
0: But it's easy to see how they could sell it to the populace. If they said, we're going to put these machines in all buildings because... We have figured out the exact neural correlates of psychopaths and murderers. And so we can effectively cleanse society of these dangerous people who at some point will most likely go on to hurt someone, will go on to blow something up, etc, etc. And so you have to stomach this invasion of your mental liberty because look at the good that it's going to do we can finally get rid of evil altogether people will buy that when you look at what they buy already the the devil's bargains that they are sold about let's take a little bit of your liberty and maybe you'll get slightly more security i'm looking at you airports people are already willing to make that Mm. sacrifice even if it doesn't really increase how safe they are if Even if it's just security theatre, which makes them feel a little bit safer, a little bit more comfortable, they're willing to have that tiny benefit and give up ultimately quite a lot for it.
1: I don't know that we could ever survive a utopia. Because...
0: Do you mean a dystopia?
1: No. Like a world where there's no bad. Uh,
0: That's more... I'm more interested in this. Go on.
1: Because we need conflict. Okay. To survive to further to if everything's fine and everyone's happy there's what's the point you have to be striving for something even if it's just to survive the day so i don't know that getting rid of like all evil and everyone being like happy or whatever would work as much as we want all the bad people to go away (laughs) ideally i don't know that society would survive
0: that is an ancient philosophical concept, the idea that good only makes sense as a distinct, comprehensible idea mm. when it's in contrast with evil.
1: But I obviously do agree that there should be less bad, less <laughs> evil. I just don't know that we'd survive if there was right. none. But, I but I just, there are different types of evil, I guess you could say.
0: There's also more innocuous forms of how it could improve society. If you think about it, so many of the ills of human beings trying to live together are that we can't communicate perfectly. Like when you transform a thought into words, it's an imperfect transmission of what you're trying to communicate. But if I could just show you what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and you could see that it was true, like if you thought I had... I don't know, this is a weird example, but I'd broken something that was important to you. And I'm trying to tell you that I would never do that. And here's why, because I know that this was something that you held dear. I would never be reckless around it, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But I'm panicked and I'm worried about what you're thinking. And I don't want you to blame me. And I don't want this to affect our relationship. So I'm stumbling over my words and I'm not doing a good job. And you're not believing me. If instead I could just show you in my mind yeah. that it didn't happen and that I would more importantly, never do something that would cause that to happen. We could just avert that whole argument. Yeah. And you can apply that to every instance of potential strife between people.
1: Do you know what's much easier, though, and works almost the same? Having to write it down. That's why there's been occasion, (laughs) and I hope you don't mind me saying this, where we've had arguments... And they're quite big arguments and then we go away and then what we end up doing is we end up writing to each other to resolve the argument. Because putting it down into writing makes you more rational and it really helps you get your, your point across step by step rather than a jumble of words coming out in the heat of the moment. Right, yeah. And so I think if people would just stop and write it down, You know, okay, I'm only going to communicate with you via text for now because this is just not working. People just did that a little bit more. There'd be less shit.
0: I do agree that that is a good way to de-escalate things, a good way to... Give you the opportunity to express yourself in, like, a calm, civil, respectful way.
1: And it's not just because we're writers that we... Right. I don't think...
0: No, I think it's applicable to everyone.
1: I think even if you, you know, you don't have, like, a big vocabulary, it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about just using your simple, basic words to say... (laughs) like
0: <laughs> this is a bit patronizing no
1: but it doesn't know because i think when you say write it down people are like yeah but i can't you know right, write yeah. about my feelings it's not about that it's just write what you think write what happened and write what you want to happen next like it's not you know this massive thing that you can't do anyone can do that if you can sure. write
0: it's good advice if you
1: can
2: write it
0: has helped us out a bunch of times yeah it's just better sometimes
2: It just is. It allows
0: you to step out of that particular moment, that particular swirling vortex Mm. of emotions, and just try and give yourself some distance and really think about what's important for you to communicate in that moment.
1: Especially if you're opposites in terms of the way you argue. Like, we are opposites. You're more like, rationally, let's talk about this calmly. if things start to heat up we have to just walk away, type of arguer. You're very logical. <clears throat> I'm more of an emotional get impatient. No, we have to talk about this now. Don't you dare walk away, type of arguer. <laughs> and so sometimes despite all your all of our best efforts, sometimes we just cannot communicate past a certain yeah. point. I'm right and you're right and there's no way to get past it, so we have to go away and then write write it down or yeah. whatever. Like sometimes sure. it just works.
0: I I was a hundred percent listening to you.
1: You bitch.
0: I swear to you, but We're I just had a argument. thought. I keep I I need to go to the patent office and preemptively patent yeah. all these obligations that I've come up with. What about having sex with your partner and being and like being able to see what it feels like for them? Like in a reciprocal way.
1: Yeah, that's cool. It is. There's Not to always bring it back to Twilight, but it's like <laughs> at the end. You know how Edward can read thoughts? It's like at the end when Bella lifts her shield and she lets Edward into her mind and he sees like their whole journey in pictures.
0: I can't believe there hasn't been some hacky comedian who has made the really painfully obvious joke that Twilight is a book sold to women. ...marketed at women, made for women... ...and it's about a guy who can read... ...his lover's mind...
1: ...he can't read his lover's mind...
0: ...but she can let him...
1: ...no... ...only in the end... ...but she can let him... ...no she can't let him... ...for all their relationship... ...he can't read her mind... Then she turns into a vampire, and a while after she turns into a vampire, they find out she has a gift, what they call it, a superpower, basically. Her superpower is a shield. A shield is used to protect her, but eventually she learns to, like, you know, she evolves her power so that she can not only use it to shield herself, but she can push away the shield so he can read her mind so he only reads it on that last page and then it's over so he can't read it this whole time for four books
0: then i had a fundamental misunderstanding of what this
1: he could read everyone else's mind but not hers
0: oh okay she was special my point was like the joke would be women just want a man who can actually read their mind yeah But then you just completely shut that down. Yeah, because you
1: didn't know what it was about. Also, it's not really targeted at women. It's a YA book.
0: Are you telling me that the majority of the readership for Twilight isn't women?
1: They were middle aged, however.
0: What? You're going into different demographics. The demo
1: was like middle aged mothers. Sure. But it was targeted at kids. Looking for that Randy
0: vampire action.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Randy vampire.
0: (laughs) So, yeah i keep thinking of applications i'm gonna make a list i need to monetize these ideas
1: let's make a list and then apply to shark tank based on this <laughs> application that isn't a worldwide thing yet we have some ideas guys in
0: 20 years you might be able to do this uh, so yeah yeah here we are
1: here we are sitting on the couch
0: we're always sitting on the couch
1: No, we're not always sitting on
0: the couch. We've never done a podcast where we weren't sitting on the couch. Oh
1: yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) I thought you meant I'm not sitting on the couch every second of my life. Sure. I'm sitting on the couch for every podcast.
0: That would make certain things very difficult.
1: I would. Going to the toilet.
0: I was hoping you were going to enumerate more than one. (laughs) (laughs) That was the obvious one.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to say something after that and I was waiting and it never came.
0: Oh, you thought it was going to be like a back back and and forth forth, round robin? Yeah. Type of,
1: don't think you
2: know what a round woman is. I don't,
0: it's one of those words that you just hear, <laughs> you just hear, and you try and slip it into a conversation without anyone noticing or calling you out on it. And that's just not possible in my relationship. I'm constantly pestered and beaten down, criticized, belittled.
1: You know, can you I smile? describe
0: what you just did? I I said all of that, listeners. I was making my funny Uh ha has Uh And I look over at Samantha, and she's just... You know how sometimes dogs, like, pull back their lips to show their teeth? But not in an aggressive way. They're just kind of, like... It's hard to explain. Like, they're just messing around. Like, it's recreational. They just kind of, like, move their mouth back so you can see the teeth. That's what Samantha was doing over and over again. She was lifting, like pulling back her mouth <laughs> and she she's right now dying from laughter
1: because while you were speaking i smiled <laughs> and when i smiled i like felt my teeth against my lips but it felt really weird like i'd never felt that before and so i did it like like a dog as you said just to repeat the feeling. And then I was going to say to you, you know, when you feel your teeth on your lips. <sighs>
0: Good God, woman.
1: I'm out of breath from laughing.
0: We should have mentioned, listeners, that we took two milky bong <laughs> hits before this podcast. <coughs> we are rip-roaringly blazed.
1: Yeah, we didn't, but yeah. Or well, maybe we did.
0: Or maybe we did.
1: Maybe we forgot we did.
0: Can you imagine if we did a podcast high? Yeah. That would be so scary. Well,
1: scary? It'd be like the machine.
0: Yeah. Because you, you have much less of a filter. Like, yeah. you just say things when you're high.
1: And also, you say things that are really weird.
0: And that you. Oh, I would ha- imagine if you, only one of us was high, and the other person was stone sober. That's no fun for anyone. That's
1: not fun. No.
0: You both have to be in it so that you can yeah. connect with that feeling and like just explore it together and like have fun and giggle and like feel the same things.
1: It's like our famous old J connection.
0: Shall we tell that? Let's story? not even
1: explain it.
0: I want to. No, we got to. No, I don't want to. I'm gonna. No, I don't want to. I've got permission. I
1: don't want to. Sacred.
0: <laughs> We've got to now. No, oh. we
1: have not.
0: The people need to know. They wonder,
1: and maybe one day when they tune in for episode 50, they'll get it. It's
0: not that good of a story. It's
1: not about that, but it's good to us and I don't want to tell it.
0: Okay. If you want to keep it in the vault.
1: It's in the vault for life. Okay. Life with a Y. Why? Because that's how I roll you.
0: Fog life. <laughs> Who are you a part of? What? 50 Cents Ensemble.
1: No, I can't do it. You gotta do
0: it. And then you gotta tell the story.
1: Wasn't that just the cutest, fuckest thing ever? Sure. One day, what did you say? I don't remember. He said something, and I just went really loud. And it was like in the really early stages of our relationship. And Eunice looked at me like.
0: I did not expect it to come from. Such a cute, pink-haired girl. (laughs) And so randomly, apropos of nothing, (laughs) it really just made me crack up.
1: Yeah.
2: It was fun. It was.
0: And it showed me that you're serious about that fog life.
1: I am. I got a tattoo on my tummy. What does it say? Fog life.
0: Cupcakes for life.
1: Yeah. (laughs) With wrinkles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap this bad boy up.
1: Do your duty. What am I doing? Oh, (laughs) I lost it down the sofa.
0: If you've ever seen a podcasting pro, it's Samantha. She forgets the only thing we have to do every episode. Put it together, woman. We're never going to end up on... On where? Trying to think of some podcasting networks.
1: America's Most Wanted.
0: Uh, Sure. (laughs) <laughs> this laugh was held back for a solid three or four seconds. Yeah. But it forced its way out. Okay. It's like vomit. Ew. Yep.
1: I hate vomiting so much. I hate it almost more than anything. I hate it... Maybe not more than anything, but equally. more than most things.
0: Sure. Ugh, scary. And I feel like some people are so laissez-faire about they it. They
1: are. They're like, oh, I just vomited. I'm like...
0: Like I just made myself vomit. I'm like,
1: why aren't you lying down? <laughs>
0: I had too many shots, so I just went to the club bathroom and I just, you know, took care of it.
1: I know. I vomit and I have to stay in bed for three days. It
0: traumatises me <laughs> it for like does. a solid week.
1: It's so traumatising because I always think I'm going to choke and not be able to breathe. It's just horrible. Anyway, what a way to end the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. We're back. From are space.
0: Don't turn around now
1: No, you're singing the wrong words in the wrong place
0: Wow I loved it You did, you fit it in
1: I rhymatized it Ah, um. oh,
0: you lost it
2: yeah.
1: Please share it with anyone else you think may like us Why don't you like us?
2: <laughs> we like
1: you um, new episodes are released about. I like how two weeks has been crossed out because you know we're using that was paper. back.
0: That was back in our naive, innocent uh, yeah. days.
1: Every three weeks or maybe a month after the last one. Depend. What we
0: actually aim for about three weeks. Yeah. Sometimes it gets pushed a little bit longer than that if stuff because is going on. Because of
1: Life, life, or oh, life. You don't know that because you're
0: just not I'm speechless. Um, <laughs>
1: If my mum's listening, she'll know. It's Desiree, I think. Um, You can find the podcast on iTunes and pretty much all of the podcast services. I don't know of any other podcast services, but I'm sure we're on there. Um, Or you can go to rtappodcast.com. That's A-R-T-A-T, which redirects to a SoundCloud page. You have a SoundCloud page. Um, <laughs>
0: that's not something to be proud of. You can
1: send it's any. It's not an
0: achievement. You don't have to, like, complete a test. You have
1: to pay for it. So it's a bit You don't of have to
0: pay for it, yeah, but it's, true. it's better if you do. Uh, you... It's like sex. It's like. Wow, were you just about to say that? <laughs> it was! Wow, mind mouth.
1: <laughs> uh, Look, we've
0: got one of those machines.
1: Yeah! You can send any feedback or comments to Podcasts gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, which really helps podcasts like ours. So do it. And (laughs) if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are RTAPodcast. So follow us like us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was a good one. It was a good one. And to think.
1: <laughs> I just leave
0: it like that. Just insert the terrible yeah. thing that you worry about most in that space.
1: Do you need this?
0: The piece of paper that you just read from?
1: Yeah.
0: I, I can't. We're still on the podcast, baby.
1: I know. This is behind the scenes, man.
0: I'm so confused. It's getting too mental for me it's to follow too along. Meta-
1: there's a smile a creepy smiley face on... How is it
0: creepy? It's just a smiley it face. It is
1: creepy. The, like, smile is too wide. You know?
0: No, I don't.
1: Like those wide-mouthed people?
0: Oh, of course. Everyone knows that. The them.
1: Joker's wide-mouthed.
0: I guess.
1: He's the wide-mouthed...
0: Man. Man. How you doing? I'm Jonathan Wide-mouthed Man. It's Dutch. <laughs>
1: Mean to Dutch people
0: is it mean or am I celebrating their unique and eccentric surnames?
1: Yeah I'll give it on I'm gonna pay <laughs> I'm just just laying up
0: <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> You didn't think you'd gotten rid of us that easy, did you, dear listener?
1: That's creepy.
0: I'm standing at the end of your bed. They're
1: like, I was just going to say, they're lying in bed. My mouth. (laughs) I was going to say, they're lying in bed listening. The music's come on. They're like, yeah, I can fall asleep now. And then it's like, I'm under the bed.
0: (laughs) I hypnotize them during their sleep.
1: I'm so scared that one day there'll be someone under the bed.
0: That's. Or in the wardrobe. Yeah, you do sometimes make me check the wardrobe.
1: Yeah, because I leave one of the doors ajar so Rudy can go in. Sometimes he likes to sleep, and I'm lying. I like to lie on the side where I'm facing the wardrobe, but which I,
0: you usurped from me, might I yeah, say? I that used to be my side. Yeah,
1: yeah. But the bed was lumpy on your side.
0: Oh, and so you gave it to your lover, the person you care about most in the world. You said, "I Here, feel the lumps." Have more. this substandard side of the bed.
1: My lovely lady lumps. Check it out. Du, 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 uh, You're doing
0: the cutest, awesome. <laughs> the cutest little shimmy.
1: Shimmy, 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 pizza. So I, I go on the wardrobe side and I sometimes have this vision of someone kind of like creeping out. like. Mm-hmm.
0: You're making the...
1: <laughs> you would
0: be such a cute serial killer. Yeah. That's a romantic thing to say. That is a romantic to thing your
1: to say to your love. Your boobo bay.
0: Your beep boop boop, bee, boop beep boop
1: bee, boop, bee, boop, bee, boop, bee, boop.
0: So yeah, listeners, look out for us underneath your bed. <laughs> and if you have fallen asleep, let my words penetrate your subconscious. Send us money in the mail.
1: <laughs> That's the sound of um
0: <laughs> the white noise machine the in their machine room
1: that everyone has because I'm sure everyone does. <laughs>
0: right next to your lava lamp.
1: Who goes to sleep silent anymore?
0: Yeah, I no. can't. We always have to have the sound of rain, rain. playing from somewhere.
1: Or in the summer, we just have the sound of the fan.
0: And our bodies slowly mounting.
1: <laughs> not know what you're saying. <laughs>
0: and our bodies um... coming together in ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Slotting together like two puzzle pieces.
2: <laughs> See you next episode.